I can go any place and any time. Except where he's trying to go. Everything that ever happened or ever will. Any time or place, I just have to choose. And then end up somewhere else completely. Can you... What? But now I've been to the most amazing place of all. Paris. France. America, in fact. Doctor Who, an all-new season, coming spring 2011 to BBC America. I was going to say America. Yeah. Welcome to Time for 13, a Doctor Who podcast. Uh, we are here to discuss Doctor Who's Series 6, uh, Matt Smith's continuing adventures, and we get into some very deep, timey-wimey kind of stuff here. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about, so let's get started. With me, as always, is Rob. It is. Like a th- hello, it is two parts. We have to yes, remember. That's right. two, yeah, they divided the, the season in half, too, plus all this bonus content. But before we get into all that, let's talk about the news, because we have a release date. <laughs> Ah. Finally, time we know when the, the the next series is coming out. Super secret, apparently. Yeah, I know it's super secret up to this point. So, uh, by our timeline, we're not actually going to hit that. I don't think, but it, it, I think we'll probably uh, by the time this series ends, we'll be able to do a wrap up one. So, I don't think we're going to be doing episode by episode, though we will be watching them. Oh, of course. And then and there was a great a great trailer too, uh, with uh, the new Doctor literally shattering the glass ceiling. Oh, I love a good metaphor. <laughs> you know what? As 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 uh, as corny and as kitschy as this was, it's it's short enough to where it's cute. Mm-hmm. It's only like twenty one seconds long. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's it's we're getting into some good. And so you said that um, you had heard some uh, some news from the, uh, the the showrunner from Chris. Well, there was an article I read online, um, and and a fairly reputable. Uh, they talked about apparently he did an interview recently where. He said, here, the things that you're never going to see again. Oh, interesting. And this was this was very interesting because the three that I, the, the top three in the list that the, the one I'm not surprised at at all, River Song. Okay. Well, yeah. You're never going to, you're never going to see River Song again. And, and, and I don't think that is, as a condemnation, I think of that as, you know what? Her story is wrapped up. And absolutely River Song, I think that was a perfect ending to the story however there gets a little bit complicated in here uh there's there's a little bit of uh, continuity problems uh, that we'll talk about of, later cor- on. of course um so that was the first one the second one was missy oh okay makes sense ne- never gonna see missy again yeah. and the third one which i think there will be people disappointed in this the weeping angels oh interesting well i i uh i don't know wh- where you can go yeah, like, exactly. I mean, with that i I mean, like they, they've they've done pretty much everything they they can. I think at this point, like uh, it's more a sentimental uh disappointment than it is yeah. a realistic one. Yeah, I agree yeah, exactly. But I thought it was interesting. It's interesting that he say, you know, that he's been very clear about, you know, this is this is a, you know, maybe you've seen some people have seen some of this too. He's talked about they don't they don't spend any time on the gender change. They don't spend any time joking about it. It's these they are really clearly focused on rebooting this show hmm. and so they they see he said that they don't spend there's literally nothing on it there might be like a fleeting moment in the first scene and, and the first um episode and then that's it she's off and running being the doctor i think that's great i think it's also interesting i like him getting out in front of all this stuff to manage expectations absolutely so Correct. that people aren't going in like when are the angels showing up when's river song showing up like you know they're all these things like you know what we're, we're doing a different thing so, so don't don't think that we're doing a big episode about the weeping angels because it's not going to happen so the only rumor then is that there is someone somewhere either in the season or in the christmas special there is a returning character oh interesting and that's that's obviously up for speculation hmm. so there you go yeah 
I was looking for, I was looking to see, a, he put out a press release, I'm trying to find it. So uh, it's returning on Sunday, October 7th, which is interesting, so that we'll, we people who yeah, are, have <laughs> season passes will be watching it on Monday. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I know on iTunes. Yeah. And, and I guess it's a huge deal in the UK because it's the equivalent of like if, if Friends had moved to, you know, Monday nights. Right. And so I guess it is. I mean, there's a there's sounds like it's a pretty big controversy over there. Yeah, interesting. Over because over here, Saturday night is the death slot. Exactly. Yeah. There's not nobody watches TV on Saturday, so they always put on either repeats or garbage. Uh, if you if your show ever gets sent to uh, Saturday, boy, it's here. Yeah, American Ninja Warrior, the Kitchen Edition, you know, or something like. Okay. <laughs> The statement that they put out the uh, in the press release, I should say, not statement. Get everybody's homework done, sort out your Monday clothes, then grab some special Sunday night popcorn and settle down with all the family for Sunday night adventures across space and time. Also, move the sofa away from the wall so parents can hide behind it during the scary bits. The 13th Doctor is falling from the sky, and it's going to be a blast. I kind of like that. I like it. That sounds great. Yeah. I mean, I wish I wish we could watch it the same time. Yeah, I know live. Yeah. So, all right. So, all right. So, but here we're talk, here going to talk about uh, Matt, Smith, Matt Smith's continuing adventures, the uh, the eleventh Doctor, which uh, they they big, made a big thing of. Uh, the eleven has become a recurring thing through the series. Uh, so we're getting to it. so so series six starts off with a uh, with a bang with a Christmas Carol, uh, aka the Frozen Prestige. Oh. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm let's sink in. Okay. Uh, let's let that sink. There's a couple reasons why I called it that. If, okay. And if, okay. If, if people are wondering, yeah, well, it's a, it's a cheap Frozen reference. Mm-hmm, sure. But there's a wonderful movie starring Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman and Scarlett Johansson called mm-hmm. The Prestige. Yep. You must see if you have not seen. Yes, it is. It is. It is a great one. It's a. It's. It's got. It's got Nikola Tesla in it. I mean, played by David Bowie. I mean, like, what more do you need? And where I got it from is the bit of the um. It, when when you okay, you know how I won't give anything away from that movie, right. but there is a scene that reminisce is clearly reminiscent of that of that in this episode with the sort of underground cavern of. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. There we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't want because yeah, seriously, if you've not seen the Prestige, I mean, it, you know, it's Wolverine and Batman together in a movie. What more do you need with 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 Black Widow? With I Black mean, like, Widow. it's really amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, and Caesar from the Revenge from the the Apes movies because uh, Andy Serkis is in there too. Right. So this is a very. I'll tell you what. This is a like if you if you had said to someone before, hey, guess what we're gonna do for the Christmas special this year? Mm-hmm. A Christmas Carol. They'd be like, oh, really? Uh, right? The you first go, that we did this already with they met Charles Dickens. Come on. I've seen I've seen the Muppets do it. Right. Everyone did it in eighth grade. Like, yeah. how could you possibly make this cool? And yet. Yes, yeah. This is my absolute favorite Christmas special of the Doctors. Yeah. I love it. I love it from the start. I watch it every year. It is part of my Christmas routine. I love this episode. And, and, and you're right. On paper, it does not make any sense at all. Like they're doing another Christmas Carol riff, but like you add in all this stuff, the the different timelines overlapping. You've got flying sharks. You've got uh, oh my God. A ship you, crashing. You've got the honeymoon. I mean, like all of these things happening at the same time. Um, and, and another uh, great star performance. Like we get, they get, uh, they like, they say like to bring people in for the Christmas special, they bring in Michael Gambon, uh, Dumbledore. Who's just fantastic in it yeah yeah and yeah it gets and he gets to play multiple roles too he gets to play his father and he gets to play you know the the main character the, the sort of scrooge person for it well i think the thing that i love the most about this is it's okay if there's one if there's one element of the of the original story of a christmas carol that th- there's an uh, the actual way to explain how the three ghosts of past present and future could come and visit you in a night mm-hmm. is if they had a tardis 
<laughs> I mean, True. it's actually, I mean, I got to say, like, even no joke, it's a brilliant take on a Christmas carol. Yeah, it, I, I love how it, like the sort of doctor sets it up that the, the time is sort of running parallel. So he like is the, the where he's watching the archival video and suddenly the doctor is there <laughs> and he doesn't remember the, the code and has to come out and he, he travels forward. Oh, yeah. So you can overhear him to go and then go back in. Oh, God, it's such great. Great creative use of great creative use of time travel. Great literal use of it. The only thing that gets wonky is, is that, you know, could they they can't take her someplace like that she can get cured or <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, the, the story is a little bit weird, but you know what? It's so beautiful. And the moment, I mean, there's a big running arc throughout. Yeah. Well, the, when I, have, I have a couple pull, I pull a couple pieces of audio from this just because I, I love it so much. The first one is, um, again, <laughs> the Doctor Who creative team seems to really have an obsession with doing the exact thing. They're giant wasp, you're rhino headed guys. And in this, it's literally a shark just a shark it's not a space shark i mean obviously they they, they nope. add some extra teeth and that kind of stuff it's full-on bruce yeah it's, i mean it's just a full-on shark like they couldn't make it a space shark it's just a shark but it does lead to some great comedy one of my favorite sort of little comedy bits that they do is when uh, the shark is attacking in the and uh the doctor and the kid the young version of the in the past um are trapped in the and the shark is attacking them i'll play a little of that Tiny shot, man. If I had my screwdriver, I could probably send a pulse and stun it. Well, where's your screwdriver? Well, concentrating on the pluses. Within reach. You know, there's a real chance the way it's wedging the doorway is keeping its mouth open. There is. Just agree with me, because I've only got two goes, and then it's your turn. Two goes. Two arms. Right then. Okay. Open wide. What's the big fishy done to you? Swallowed half you, that's what. Half a screwdriver, what use is that? Bad, big, fishy. <laughs> I just love that. Awesome. I've only got two goes, then it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, and then, and then uh, yeah, then, then it comes around at the very end when, uh, when he, you, you think he's trying to appeal to his, his better nature. Well, we also get the, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. He's, he's had the Marilyn Monroe reference a few times. Yeah, um, and it's great to actually see one of the moments where they go back to like the Rat Pack and stuff, and so Kazran, yeah, when when uh, old Kazran, and, and you think he's trying to appeal to the better nature of of old Kazran, but that's not what he's doing at all. So that's the other piece of audio I'll play. Oh, here. cool. Do you know why I'm going to let those people die? Not a plan. I don't get anything from it. It's just that I don't care. I'm not like you. I don't even want to be like you. I don't and never ever will care. And I don't believe that. And show me the future. Prove me wrong. I am showing it to you. I'm showing it to you right now. So what do you think? Is this who you want to become, Kazran?
sorry. I'm so, so sorry. It's okay to be fine. Oh god, it just breaks my heart every time. Not only the kid says father because like he because he thinks it's his dad, dad who he hated so much and this horrible abusive man, and it just it just destroys him. Oh god, you know what? If that is the whole way that that scene is directed and the way it's filmed, so perfect. And there's a lot of moments like that in this in this particular series. Yeah. Okay, that's got to be one of in the top five of greatest a Christmas Carol moments ever done. Yeah. Like that reveal. That whole moment in the third act of that of that story, that's in the top of all of them. Like literally yeah. no joke. Right up there oh, with yeah. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, say so, and for this for me, this is this is the the, the top. This is the high bar. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't think the the Christmas will ever get as good as this. Uh I'm gonna almost agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Was there uh was there one previously that no, you no actually oh, believe okay. it or not, there's one coming. But anyway, okay, okay, interesting. Me. All right, that's so just that'll be an interesting me. conversation. But no, this is this is fantastic. It's it's I mean, really, I mean, wow, they again this. OK, so like a little spoiler here, the whole one of the themes that you get from this entire series and you see it in this episode. Yeah, this is Moffat at his you if you even if you hate him, you mm-hmm. cannot deny he had a plan for this entire yes. series. Oh, yes. And executed. Yes, that is, that is very clear. Like he had a lot of stuff he wanted to do. He had a lot of plates spinning. Uh, uh, yeah, and like really had a definite vision of what he wanted to do, and and planted the seeds all the way along. So he doesn't. That, the thing is, like people complain about Moffat, and there are things to complain about, but you cannot fault his planning. Oh like, no, that he has an idea, like he wants to do something, like he wants to introduce something, he wants to have this this major moment. So he goes back and sort of makes an episode about that thing, which you don't know at the time is going to be important, and then later on it comes back. Right. We're going to see it in Rebel Flesh and Almost People. Uh, we're going to see it in um, uh, Let's Kill Hitler. I mean, there's all these things that he plants out as just like, oh, that's a cool idea. That's a fun thing. And it turns out to be hugely important later on in the series. No, it's great. Yeah. Great episode. So in Series 6, we also get heavily into a lot of uh, external media. There are a lot of prequels. There's uh, one-offs. There's side things. There's, there's all this kind of stuff. So we're going to try and talk about it all, but... I don't know chronologically where they all fit, uh, right, right, uh, yeah. and they're all related. so. The first thing that happens is not actually the the first episode. It is the uh, the Red Nose special uh, that came out right before, and so that was uh, two shorts that they did that are connected. So it's like one mini episode, micro episode, I should say, because it's only about ten minutes long. And they played it like at the beginning of the Children Need special, and then at the end, and it's called they call them Space and Time. And it is probably the dirtiest thing he's ever written. It is the dirtiest <laughs> Doctor Who episode they have ever, ever done. I believe they are on the the DVD and Blu-ray sets. I don't think they're in uh, for the iTunes extras. Uh, so you would have you'll have to track them down. They're they're very funny, and it's it's very very it's, it's quintessential Doctor Who stuff. But boy, it was feeling very naughty when he wrote those episodes. Uh, it involves. It's the three. Basically, they, they, all these episodes, these these extra ones, are usually as as compartmentalized as they can. It's usually just like a scene on the TARDIS. And this is, uh, Amy, uh, Rory is helping the Doctor do something. He's fixing something in the TARDIS, and then Amy comes in and sort of disrupts everything. And in the process of all this, the TARDIS ends up materializing inside the TARDIS. <laughs> so, uh, in they it, it materializes right inside by the front door. And if they walk in the door of the internal TARDIS, they come in the door for the external extra Does that make sense? Like, I mean, oh, obviously yeah. it's all wibbly wobbly. Right. It's sort of looping it around itself. And then what they find is that there's a slight time delay 
between the two uh, and they use it to try and like and and that's where it gets into things so there's a lots of recurring stuff about how short amy's skirts are and what she wears under the skirts uh and then at one point there are two amy's in the tardis and they start talking about the possibilities of what that would be then amy starts flirting with herself like it's like wow you guys were really <laughs> like yeah okay, tone it down thing yeah. for kids. like this is <laughs> well then it's this not for kids this is for something else this is for yeah, a different group i guess of so this is like it's like slash fiction written itself but then it also has a great uh doctor who sort of uh very moffity uh wibbly wobbly timey wimey kind of ending of how they get out of the situation um but it's it's it, so they're called space and time they're very worth checking out and then chronologically that's where it goes i don't really know storyline right. where it fits but it's a fun little side thing but then we get into the actual real thing so let's talk about episode one of series six the impossible astronaut aka all the president's men and mrs robinson <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah it's interesting because it's it's a little bit of like you know it's it's them sort of taking the piss out of uh of the uh the, which is the expression sorry i'm not trying to uh, be vulgar uh, <laughs> expression from uh from the uk um uh of you know the, the nixon presidency and like basically the doctor is almost wholly responsible for nixon's paranoid tendencies and stuff and it's like <laughs> i almost called this i literally almost called this watergate 69 <laughs> but then i was like no with 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 lieu of current events i was like no no we'll do the all the yeah. president's men mm-hmm. okay so one thing first of all you know we haven't really mentioned this yeah it's really cool interesting for this series how the titles and the theme oh yeah yeah we didn't talk about that logo. last time we, we well you know the, the one thing i think that they did is well new, one new I, theme, I actually titles new titles new logo love and, and you know what i find interesting about the logo in this is this was the only series i think i'm right on this where they added the BBC logo into the titles. Oh, interesting. I don't I didn't notice that. Which is an interesting thing. Well, I think and I think the reason why it's it, they did it is because they this is when the show, okay, this was I would say this is the this is the height mm-hmm. of pop cultural awareness of the show. Yeah. I would say that's probably true. And mm-hmm. so it was definitely all about I mean, I think the BBC kind of was like, well, we need to we need to extend yeah. our branding. <laughs> this is our thing. Like people know that this is a BBC show. Absolutely. And and I think that's interesting that they did they chose to do that. And it's just cool. I mean, I think it I I really enjoyed. I I enjoy it very much. I don't, don't we'll talk about next series about where mm-hmm. it goes downhill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as far as the intro goes and the titles, it's really great. Um mm-hmm. this episode well, I mean, I forgot how much stuff is in this that matters know. way it's later down in. the road. So obviously River shows up and, and, and things get get crazy. So, okay, so here's my challenge to you, Rob. <laughs> By the After we after we talk about all the episodes, I, I want to, with you, try and figure out what the hell happened <laughs> and when. Like, okay. what is the silence's plan? What did, when did the doctor know? What did he do? All those kind of things along the way so that we can, like, have a conversation about it and try and straighten all this out. Because I just watched them all again as you did, and I'm still not 100% sure. This is my note. This, okay. we, this, is, this, is, this is also my note about this. This series, you, okay, again, you've already probably got this listening to us. We, I love this series. You do, too. This is a great series. The show is at the height of its lostum. Oh, Yeah. This show, this was the series. If you were a fan of Lost, Uh you loved the show. Now, that has a caveat, which we will talk about when we get to the last episode of the series. Yeah. But this, okay, no, there's no explanation. The show still looks beautiful. (laughs) The music is amazing. The acting is great. You do get a better explanation of the weirdness, but there are other things you cannot explain. 
because yeah. because the, because one of his big things in this series was every episode ends with a bomb uh, like uh-huh. lost <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> like, like a big thing of like come back maybe. It, this is it, like the other one it felt like if he had been fired at the end of of the last series of series five they would have been like all right you know what i told my story i rebooted the universe you know good luck doc i'm on my way but this one is sort of like you know i'm gonna have this job for a while i'm gonna start putting some stuff down so he puts he's putting a lot of things on there now i don't know what he knew when that's always the thing that that the showrunners are like. Psh, we don't talk about that kind of stuff, but it's like we as fans, like we want to know because, like in this thing, now we were talking about the silence and the question, and uh, he also he throws in the fields of Trenzalore, the fall of the oh, eleven, yeah, it's all, all of these things that aren't going to be paid off for years. Stephen Moffat he is a madman with a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't believe that when you yeah. when you watch this series, he is a madman. When he's when when they keep doing he keeps doing the madman with a box, mm-hmm. he's talking about himself. <laughs> yeah, and there was there was a small prequel to to this episode too, and that was uh, it was basically like um, well, what we learn eventually, Melody uh, is calling. And it's it's another it's it's the kind of the recording you hear in this episode. It's when that actually was recorded. So it's the president sitting in the Oval Office. The call comes in, and he has that conversation. And then it ends, I think, with a silence is standing right there. Right. Or a silent, I guess it is. Silent, I, always, right. I always thought of them as the silence as like a unified thing. But I guess they are in, the, in all the wikis, they talk about them as a silent, the silent. Because oh. we find out the silence isn't even really a race. Like the uh, uh, Comico Falibatorians, like they are they're a member of a faction called the silence. We don't right. even know what their race is. Right, right, right. So I'm not a big fan of the silence's design. I, I get that they're the grays, like they're they're meant to be like that scene, but like they don't really look that scary to me. And they and they have a lot of there's a lot of like they, they took a gray, they combined it with a Dementor, and then put him in a suit. Yeah, it's 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 meant to be a little bit of um, it, it's well, it's a play on uh, what's the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the crazy weird looking. Oh yeah, yeah, the the gentleman. Yes, the gentleman. It's yeah. it's a little bit of that. It's a little bit of uh, anything. Wow, I keep thinking of all my like the t- the movies that terrorized me as a child, like Burnt Offerings and all these other things. Mm. Weird, you know, peep, slender men in black suits is yeah. scary, right? Yeah, because they're True. undertakers. Like yes. that's. <laughs> So, or, or in this, or in this situation, <laughs> they're, they're something else. Right. Yeah. Um, right. So I think that's, I think the design goes from that, but what's, um, what's interesting about this episode is again, they're, they're having so much fun with, you know, the story is crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, yeah. but like, if you're a fan of the show, like I forgot the diners in this episode. Oh, right. Yeah. That wow. Right. Too. That's amazing. This is the first, is this the first episode with actual on location filming in the United States? It is. You got that. It is. You have, what is it? I think when they shot in quote unquote New York, I believe that that was, that was faked. It was like. Oh, that's all fake. Yeah. In New York, but they didn't actually go to New York. They just went to a park. No, this is, this is, this is, you can't fake like Utah, right? Right. Like the wide, big, wide John Ford wide angle lenses, like showing the whole thing and the Dr. Stetson. And I mean, yeah, they really, they really went all out to show like, look, here we are. Okay, and not only that, but okay, the scene that always gets me about this episode is so obviously you know the, the, everyone comes together, the mm-hmm. doctor gets killed. Holy crap! Yeah, you know what's happened? They put him on the when they put him on the boat, the pyre to burn him. Mm-hmm. That shot of the burning boat and the three of them the, was it three or four of them? Even I think the the the, the, the FBI guy there, they're yeah. they're lined up. It is the perfect 
album cover. <laughs> like if, 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 if the doctor ever released an album, that's the cover. <laughs> it's me looking at you, looking at you, looking at you, looking at the burning corpse of the doctor. Like, yeah, and speaking of the fourth member of the trio, let's talk about Canton for a minute because oh, yeah. uh, played by in the sixties, played by Mark Shepard, a fantastic actor, uh, and uh, having met him at a convention, super nice guy, uh, really really funny, uh, mostly known for Supernatural, I think at this point by most fans. But he's been on Leverage; he did a great part on that. Like he's been all over the place. He's been a recurring uh, working actor for you know a long time, and uh, the old version of, and is played by his own father. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. more uh, William Morgan Shepard, who like basically has a resume as long as your arm. Like he has done everything. He's been Santa Claus. He's been Sherlock Holmes. I mean, he was like any, any show that was on in the 80s and 90s. Chances are he was in it. Uh, plus that voice. He's been uh, he's been a, done a ton of voiceover work. Oh, funny. Yeah. He right, was cool. a, a long standing. Like, and so it's interesting that father and son got to play the same character just at different points of the timeline. That's a very, very Doctor Who thing to do. Well, it's great. It's, you know, it's a great episode that that doesn't pay off until the final episode of the series. Yes, true. So then we we go for that. And the doctor's dead. Uh, oh my god, we're gonna do. And then the doctor shows up from an earlier version of himself. To, and then they're not going to tell him what's going on. And then we do a time jump. So between that one, so when we, the next, then we go to episode two, Day of the Moon, aka the Memento Files. Oh, okay. Another one, another right movie recommendation. Okay, Memento. another movie, Memento. Seen that? Go see that. It's really, really good. But if I, I mean, like, I okay, but wow. Also, there has never been a Doctor Who episode with this much X Files dripping off it. Yeah, very true. <laughs> FBI hunting people down and oh, aliens among us, and all they needed was the smoking man in the corner. <laughs> and yes, like holy cow! Now wrapped him into that. Yeah. Some of the best River Song moments. Oh yes, of all of River Song, which is yeah. saying a lot because there's a lot well, of River Song. Before we get too far, I do have I, I had oh, one thing from the, from the first episode. I did have a, a piece of audio pulled uh, that I don't want to miss because it's one of my favorite little Doctor Who. The Doctor not quite understanding his uh, situation and uh, getting in a little over his head. I'm your new undercover agent on loan from Scotland Yard, codename The Doctor. These are my top operatives, the legs, the nose, and Mrs. Robinson. I hate you. No, you don't. Who are you? Now, nah, boring question. Who's phoning you? That's interesting, because Canton 3 is right. That was definitely a girl's voice, which means there's only one place in America she can be phoning from. Where? Do not engage with the intruder, Mr. Delaware. You heard everything I heard. It's simple enough. Give me five minutes, I'll explain. On the other hand, lay a finger on me or my friends. And you'll never, ever know. How'd you get it in here? I mean, you, you didn't carry it in. Clever, eh? Love it. Do not compliment the intruder. Five minutes. Five. Mr. President, that man is a clear and present danger Mr. To President, that man walked in here with a big blue box and three of his friends. And that's the man he walked past. One of them's worth listening to. I say we give him five minutes, see if he delivers. Thanks, Canton. If he doesn't, I'll shoot him myself. No, sir, thanks. Sir, I cannot Shut recommend... Up, Peterson. All right. Five minutes. I'm going to need a SWAT team ready to mobilize. Street-level maps covering all of Florida. A pot of coffee, 12 jammy dodgers, and a fez. Get him his maps. He never does get the fez. Or the Jammy Dodgers. Where are, they gonna, where are you going to get Jammy Dodgers from in the middle of D.C.? 
right? Uh, apparently, like somebody as a as a continuity thing went, um, actually, uh, SWAT teams had only just been invented the year before. Oh. So they'd be like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Calm down, Poindexter. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, if you want to start getting the continuity stuff, yeah, I think you're not really watching the same show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so then we get, at the start of Day of the Moon, we get some a, a more amazing vistas. We get, like, Rory being captured on the on the Hoover Dam. Oh, yeah. Um, Amy at the, I mean, like, they have a lot of great, big, big, wide-angle vistas. Oh, no, they, they use, and, and, and some really claustrophobic, scary moments, too, that are super small and tight. True. Like, and so a- for, for for those who you know who are who've already seen all the stuff, so I'm hoping that's spoiling anything, but somewhere during this point is when Amy is captured. Oh, got it. Now this is the one thing that I, of all the things they've done, all the special, all the bonus things, all the, the extra stuff, I, I really I'm still wondering why they never showed us that. Like all the things they showed us and, and we'll get to see, you know, flashbacks where they'll show us extended versions of scenes. Like later on we'll see, like, you know, in the show that it cut off here. Then we'll go back a couple episodes later oh, and go. Oh, actually, point. the scene plays out. They never really show us. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why. Like, it, it's like it's just one of those hanging things out there. I mean, like he's he, you know, Moffat. Even though he tends to play play big, he doesn't really tend to um, cut corners. You know what that tells you? What he he doesn't really know. <laughs> I imagine so. But as far from what I can tell, this that this is approximately where it has to happen because it. Everything was was sort of fine before that. At this point, is when they all get back together. Is when the TARDIS starts freaking out about Amy, right? And the scanning and all that kind of stuff. So well, I'm can't thinking scan her. exactly, right? Right. Because right. the doctor even doesn't know what happened. He says somewhere. He says before America, but that's just a theory. My thing is, I think it happened when they're all separated. So you know, okay. So not to get you know, too far ahead of this. One of the things, though, I I do think is great about this series, and this is this is Moffat again being good. As crazy as this is, eh, almost everything is actually explainable. Like, yeah. you know, the, the TARDIS is wigging out with its pregnant, not pregnant scanner mm-hmm. because it's not sh- the, 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 the goo Amy is not pregnant, but right. she feels like she's pregnant. So yeah. it's sending the signal yes. like, to, to completely mirror her. So it's like, it's getting, it's like, it's seeing that the positive from the original one, but also the body that's there is not. So it, that's why it's sort of going back and forth. You know, just a programming note, if you're listening uh-huh. to this and, and you're probably at this point, you're probably like, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about because if you <laughs> haven't seen these episodes recently, uh, y- yeah. yeah, go back because then you'll get, because you'll be like, what the hell are you talking they about? Are dense. <laughs> there's, there's so much stuff going you know, on. I mean, we're hitting you know, as always, we're hitting the high points of the stuff that we pull and love from it. Yeah, if you haven't seen this series, you're going to be like, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, and so there's there's one other weird continuity note that happens in this one. Um, I, I pulled this from this, the, the Doctor Who Wikipedia, uh, not like Wikipedia Doctor Who, but like the Doctor Who Wiki. This is this is what I love about, uh, about geeks and nerds uh, when they can do this kind of stuff. This is, I, I found this fascinating to myself. Okay, so uh, there's a scene, uh, so uh, they're all separated and they are getting picked up one by one. And so River is on the, building and then throws herself off you know and then knowing the doctor will be there to to pick her up even though that doesn't happen until much later on right. i love that but I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you this this excerpt okay during the tardis's momentary hover against the side of the skyscraper there's an elder or younger self of each of the tardis's five occupants elsewhere at the same instant Canton Delaware's days or weeks younger self is several floors above, having just seen River Song backflip into apparent oblivion. 
Rivers' decades younger self, Melody Pond, is somewhere between Cocoa Beach, Florida, and Manhattan. The Doctor's centuries younger self, the third Doctor, is in Great Britain working with Liz Shaw and Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart, attempting to repair his disabled TARDIS. Rory and Amy's decades older selves are presumably within a few miles living their post companionship lives. And in the case of Amy, however, her elder self is the only Amy Pond existing at that moment, as the apparent Amy uh, aboard the TARDIS is uh, the Ganger Avatar, which we'll learn a little bit later. All of that is happening at that say at that at that exact moment. Who wrote that? This was the Doctor Who wiki. Uh, so the wiki. Uh, let's see if I have that. It's uh, Tardis.wikia.com. Get a life. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And I say bravo. That is beautiful. I love it. I love it. No, that's good. No, that's amazing. I'm kidding. I mean, oh my god. Okay, the doc, the third Doctor reference is incredible. Right? That's because they like that's, the, wow. the timeline, and that's that's everything that's going on at the same time. I was like, wow, that is cool. So one of the thing I actually loved about this episode, well, and then just the last, okay, the last scene. If, there, if we had anything else, yeah. um, Murray Gold, who's the composer of this series mm-hmm. of all during the Stephen Moffat era, he uses. I didn't realize there's this wonderful music from the the Paul McGann short called Night of the Doctor mm. that actually debuts in this episode. Oh, I didn't know that. And it's awesome. And when we when we get to that, when we talk about the fiftieth special and all Can't the stuff wait. surrounding that, yeah. we'll talk about that. But I just noticed, just pro- programming note, it's in here and it's awesome. Uh, yeah, so we get to see um, uh, like the the not really the fall of silence, but at least they get taken off of Earth. Even though he didn't undo them, he just stopped it at that point. Apparently, they've been there for hundreds of years. Yeah, it's it, they're they. I actually, especially, I do not like the the design. I the idea is really good, and I I love that how what they play with that. Like Rory looking out, and it's filled with the silence that are coming to get them. And he turns around and goes, "Nope, it's all clear." Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I love oh, River. River has the same moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I yeah. mean. Yeah, and the doctor in his uh, dwarf star cage with his uh, his his crazy beard. Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of good good stuff in here too. And then the the weird stuff with the the spacesuit and uh, the young child who we don't see later. And then we uh, the picture uh, from Amy's future, Amy holding the baby <laughs> that she doesn't oh, know yeah. how that could happen. And and I do it. love the uh, and I oh no this I'll tell you what you should these two episodes even if you're watching them and you think oh it's too crazy I don't know what's going on. Oh, they're they're worth they're so chock full of great stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I ha- okay I love the two moments at the end. First of all, I love the Canton uh, Nixon moment, uh-huh. which is funny for a lot of reasons. Yeah, and really amusing. And I and I actually very I just very well done. And then we and then we have the kid. Uh huh. The kid re, uh, we the kid we see regenerating. Do you remember watching this the first time and just going? What? Because <laughs> I, I did not put together that she was I, I was not at the time going, Oh, that's probably River Song. Like I never, no! never occurred to me. It was just like, what who? What is it the master? Like what, what is going on? on? <laughs> Again, another lost. That's that's a lost ending. Yeah. Almost every one of these episodes has a lost ending where you just go, What Da-da. are you doing? I love it. So yeah. What the timeline? Because like, I, I think I don't know what the, when Lost was was on the same time. I don't know. I don't you just think of them as contemporaries. No, Lost was coming near its end. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was yeah probably because it, it's its height was like 2008. So this is 2011. Yeah, Lost is like nearing its end. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Ran until until 2010. They ended in 2010. They would have wrapped by then. So it would yeah, have, this would have been wrapped. Well, they were filming it though during its end. So yeah, who probably. Knows, and, and of course, you know, they, I'm sure they were watching it too, like the right. rest of the country was. No, as as usual. Look at it. I have uh, the whole story. I have no idea, but it looks and sounds great. Yeah, 
Very and that does. So they, they get a lot of points because it really looks and sounds great. Yeah. And it's great moments. All right. So, yeah. So a lot of, a, a lot of questions like the start of the season, a lot of stuff going on that we have, we have, have yet to understand. How is the doctor going to survive? What's, how does River Song connect to this? Who is in the suit? All of these things have to be answered. Uh, so we're, then, then they, they begin their travels. So uh, we get to episode three, The Curse of the Black Spot, a.k.a. Nurses of the Abyss. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> also, that, that could be a, an adult title as well. That could. Oh, I, I actually didn't. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so here's a funny story about this episode. When this episode actually came out, I mm-hmm. skipped it because I thought it looked stupid. <laughs> because i was like oh it's part okay great parts of the caribbean whatever uh-huh. and for whatever reason we just missed it because we had on itunes and i just skipped it mm-hmm. so watching it it is dumb it but is it's dumb. certainly better than i expected in terms of an entire episode okay yeah I, I, i'm with you on that i mean it's it's uh for having doctor who and pirates yeah it sounds great but then it's like they they sort of take all of the i don't know the the yo ho ho out of it and it's just like they're stuck on the thing and the and i don't quite understand why the medical healing program would get so angry because you're interfering yeah oh yeah and plus why it would look it. so I, mean, I, I get the the dot i understand like i understand like I, I like how they you know they sort of like get an idea and they sort of reverse engineer like why would that be why would they be stuck there why would it be taking people and the reflection all that stuff but then like here you're a medical day. like you're <laughs> why are you getting like so aggressively angry when someone interferes with your stuff but eh. plus it also and, and as much as it's fine because i mean okay this does end up being this the the end of the story on most times yes oh we're on a ship uh-huh. <laughs> like a spaceship floating through space like okay yeah see that's that, that's what saves the episode for me from being completely dismissible is like oh that's cool. pirates on a spaceship going through space okay great that's awesome yeah no, also, it's, they had a little prequel for this too which is just sort of them well no and the, and the prequels are interesting because they're much more like a moody teasers like and they're you know it doesn't really add anything to the story it just get, puts you in the mood mm-hmm. the prequels if, yeah if you watch any of the prequels for a lot of these episodes we've been talking about they just put you in the mood for it it's almost like a i don't know it's like a atmospheric setup yeah so it almost is like a prelude to the prelude yeah this is basically it's the captain just writing in his journal about how they're stuck and the people are being taken away and that stuff's just you know nothing really that we don't ever find out in the, in the first part of the episode. So I'm going to go on a limb here, but one of the things you see in this episode that is a recurring theme throughout the series is the, is the um, r- relationships between parents and children. Hmm. Oh, that's true. And I think that's because it's all under the umbrella of Amy and Rory and river. Mm-hmm. So I found that interesting, but cause this comes back in a couple more episodes we'll get into. It just, it's, it's funny that he definitely has moments in here about that. Mm-hmm. But it's great. I mean, honestly, no, I mean, it was a fun, I'll tell you what, it's a fun episode. It's not the worst. I certainly, for especially not this series. No, no, not at all. No, not at all. So, yeah. I mean, like, it's, 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 it's fun. A fun. It's a, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun sort of romp. I think it like, yeah. and it's, uh, maybe it overseas it's welcome a little bit, but you know, I mean, like yeah. I, I got no, nothing but good feelings oh, towards swashbuckling it. Amy and yeah, you exactly. know, it's all fun, fun and fun. And- so, all right. So we move on to a, a, a huge episode, a fan favorite, uh, long in the making episode four, the doctor's wife. AKA. Okay, now I could have gone cheese ball mm-hmm. and I could have just simply titled this Bride of Franken Tardis. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 no. No, no. I went For far you, our deeper. listeners, we go deeper. We went we went way deeper, and thus we have House of a Thousand Time Lord Corpses. <laughs> oh, that's good. You see what I'm you see <laughs> because okay, and let, yeah, let me spell it out. You got house, uh-huh. 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 
Sure. And yeah, this is like a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's pretty horrific, but played very lightly. But like, yes. the deeper you dig into it, and that's and that is very indicative of the author of this episode, which is a big deal, Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Like the fact that Neil Gaiman came out, like he is a huge, if you don't know Neil Gaiman, first of all, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like he is a novelist predominantly. Uh, so he doesn't do a lot of television kind of stuff. Well, it's coming around now where he's doing a lot more, but uh, he mostly does stuff in short stories and novels and that kind of thing. And is very, very well respected and has a almost a cult following from that and also from his uh, work in comic books uh, doing the Sandman series for Vertigo slash DC. But he had been talking to them for a while about doing a Doctor Who episode and it, like, it, it almost happened a couple of times. And then finally, uh, everything aligned with where, he, where his writing stuff was versus production uh, and he was able to write this episode. Uh, and even if you just go and dig into it, he has uh, he had a huge like he came to them with this gigantic idea of like what he wanted to do, and they sort of went, oh, yeah, we're just a BBC show. You got to bring it down." So there's a lot of like big things he wanted to do that he had to bring down to sort of television budgets ideas. And at one point, they were talking about even putting out a novel, you know, even a short like paperback, kind of like they're doing with they did with uh, some of the other episodes of his stuff. But apparently, there's some kind of weird rights thing because he is under contract with you know uh, his his company versus uh, he wrote this for the bbc that they couldn't really put it out as a, as its own thing which is i think it's a shame because he had some real big ideas it would have been nice to see like sort of his grand vision version of it um, as opposed to what sort of we got which turned out to be one of the best episodes doctor who's done <laughs> right. so much so that, like one writer comes in writes one episode and changes the doctor <laughs> forwards and backwards like there's so much great stuff in here this is an episode this is this is definitely i mean you don't even even if you're a casual watcher you could just watch this episode and you'll and it's wonderful yeah yeah i mean like even though it's in the midst of it's midst of one of the most connected uh, story arcs in the series you should just watch this episode because it's wonderful. He adds like a, a third doc, like like so that we have the doctor, we have the master. Turns out it wasn't just them. Like it turns out a lot of them use these kind of titles. The Corsair, uh, like one of the best characters that's never seen. <laughs> we right. heard we hear all about the Corsair and all the stuff the Corsair does. We never actually see the Corsair, and then he casually mentions that the Corsair had changed gender. Yes, see, you know, again planting the uh-huh, seeds. Planting the seeds, exactly one of those things that, like, uh, just FYI, you know, just it wasn't even like a major thing. It was just like you know he or she, you know, it was a <laughs> nice little thing, and it, it like put that out there very casually and planted the seed for further on for even what the impetus of this whole podcast that we're doing. So interesting. So obviously the whole concept of this TARDIS eating, mm-hmm. you know, demigod or whatever. Yeah. But I'll tell you, like, I, I mean, obviously everyone talks about the, the Saran. What is her name? The who plays Idris? Saran Jones. She is awesome. She plays it so well. So she, um, okay, one, you, I, you know, we talked about this when we talked about the next doctor. I love the episodes where you have these what if moments like what, you know, like what if the doctor could talk to a future doctor? What if the doctor could talk to the TARDIS? You have it. Mm-hmm. It's done so well. And I love, I love the move, the move between Matt Smith and Matt Smith does this in the performance moving in and out of beautiful innocence and his psychotic tendencies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause you can see him struggling with like, I want to just destroy all of you, but I'll be good. No, it's awesome. And she's awesome. And just, and, and, you know, when you have some of the great lines, I don't know if you have any of these, but like, you know, that, that is oh, one I of do. the best lines. This is, this is one of the hardest things I had to do is just get it down to go because you could play this whole episode. Yeah. Oh, you could. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let me, let me play the first one sure. that I, I had pulled. Um, 
where the they're first having after all the stuff has gone over like her her having trouble understanding the concept of time in terms of conversation is is great enough too but uh, i picked the one where uh oh, the first one i have of the two um uh where the doctor and the TARDIS, or sexy, I guess you want to call it that, are assembling a, a new TARDIS and having some, uh, and finally airing some grievances that they've had with each other in the past. I'm not my mother. You are not my child. You know, since we're talking with mouths, not really an opportunity that comes along very often, I just want to say, you know, you have never been very reliable. And you have? You didn't always take me where I wanted to go. No, but I always took you where you needed to go. You did. Look at us talking. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could always talk, even when you're stuck inside the box? You know, I'm not constructed that way. I exist across all space and time, and you talk and run around and bring home strays. <laughs> bring home strays. <laughs> but that's the thing, that, that I always took you where you needed to go. It was one of those, like, my head explodes. Like, oh! Oh, no, <laughs> of that... Of course! Well, no, like, I, I mean, I'll tell you what, that, the whole concept of, wow, you humans are, are bigger on the inside. Yes. That is... But I mean, he, no, listen, I mean, look at it. This is well written. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh man. There's so many pieces in there that are, are just fantastic. You can pull out her, even her um, talking about some future stuff that's going to happen because she's already seen it because she exists on all space and time. That uh, the idea that she stole him. Oh yeah. <laughs> we always said like Dr. Snuck in and stole a TARDIS. Well, maybe she wanted to go and she got a time Lord to take her out. So she could not be in a museum. Like she did. Uh, oh. She did have, she did have a little help spoilers. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> it's true. But uh, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah, um, so no, but okay. So here's my only thing. So obviously it's incredibly well done this and just the seeing the whole TARDIS graveyard and them cobbling oh, yeah. together a TARDIS and you understand gonna a, that was gonna be a major deal and they had to, that that was one of his big ideas all the stuff he wanted to have happen in there and they had well, to be and, like uh no but you know what though they still did I mean they did a great job um okay we get we get a cameo of the coral desktop pattern yes which so, is crazy do you, know, do you know where the the design of that of the makeshift TARDIS came from where that was actually a contest they did for kids Oh, that's awesome. So they had kids send in the design of what, if you had to redesign the TARDIS room, what would it look like? And they, this kid put in a bunch of uh, all these different little pieces and stuff, and they're like, all right. And they based that design off of his drawing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I thought, no, and then, and, and then and the others, get, I mean, there's so much. The return of, yeah, actually, the return of the coral. Thing of the tenant, yeah, the Eccleston so of the tenant TARDIS. This, here's the power of Neil Gaiman. So Neil Gaiman had this idea, and, do, and so this was, and like I said, he – a couple times he was almost going to do it and he was almost going to have an episode of the last series and the timing didn't work out, but he had always had this idea. And so when they were, and actually, no, I, I take it back. He was talking to Russell T Davies. Russell T Davies was the one who actually originally got him involved. So even before Stephen Moffat took over, they had been talking oh, to wow. about doing it. And he had this idea because when they transitioned doctors, he petitioned the BBC and said, please don't destroy David Tennant's TARDIS. Wow. I have a thing in my script <laughs> that involves that. Please just put it in storage. And like, they actually, that, that's the power of Neil Gaiman. They did it. They're like, okay. And they put it in storage. Cause like the BBC doesn't mess around. They, they are, are a extreme cost cutting kind of place. They will do that. They, uh, are, were going to originally, um, wipe, uh, wipe out the tapes of Monty Python. The only reason Monty Python survives is because, Terry Jones went to them and said, "Can I buy those tapes off you and just buy you blank ones?" Because they were in the pro- they were going to be in the process of wiping them to- so they could reuse. They did them. this to Doctor Who. That's why some of the episodes yes, don't exist. There's a, 
Right, exactly. There's huge gaps in the, the early doctors because the BBC was like, no, we don't need those. Just You can only them. buy so many Betamax tapes. That's all we got. Right. <laughs> Uh, and uh, they did that for, um, uh, let's see, um, it's not only, but also, let's see, I have it on my shelf. I'm trying to remember the names of the characters. But there's a, a British comedy show, kind of like the Key and Peel of their time. Uh, not only, but also, it was Peter Cook and Dudley Moore oh, wow. had a show. It was called Not Only, But Also. So not only Peter Cook, but also. And so they, had, they, they were, they, it was like the two of them, and they did all these comedy sketches, and the BBC wiped their tapes. That's crazy. So like, there's only like, a, a, they did like four series of it, and there's only like six episodes survive. Wow. Because like, who's going to want to look at this? In the Isn't that incredible? That's wow. No, no, what are you going to do? And so the same thing. So they're they're happy to just destroy this stuff. So he asked, he petitioned them to keep it, and they did, and they left it on. And I believe that that set ended up ended up going into the museum. How that's in, how uh, sentimentally British of them. Right? <laughs> we don't need this. Not Get out of here. Okay, so here's a couple questions I have about this one. One, uh-huh. is the TARDIS female? I don't know. Is- I guess he is always indicated that way, and I, and but I guess it could have gone into anybody. Because, because well, so, but yeah, be- and, and it wasn't like, this wasn't a thing where Idris is not, she's, she's a shell at that point. The TARDIS has completely taken yes. her over because right. she makes some things, because I thought this was interesting. And I don't know if this is, I don't, I'm just going to, I'm going to go on a limb here. Mm-hmm. If the TARDIS is actually female, because then there is the scene where she's like, oh, the I'm going to talk. I'm going to mind meld with Rory and Amy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to the cute one. And it's Rory. Mm-hmm. And there's a funny moment where the doctor's like, wait, that's the cute one. <laughs> right. And so she's clear. I mean, no, I, I think he really makes it where the TARDISes have gender. Right. And this one is female. Yeah, maybe. maybe I, she, I, I, I have to give her genderless and that the she is female because the doctor thinks of her that way. Because from the beginning that we've seen it, the doctor has always sort of talked to the TARDIS like you would – you see people talk to cars and all that stuff or, or boats. Or sh- the ship. Exactly. Yeah. A ship is usually com- re- referred to in the female uh, pronouns mm-hmm. and vernacular. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Okay. Here's the big question I had though after seeing this again. Mm-hmm. All the Time Lords that House 8, did they escape the Time War? I would think so. So wait, all of them? Of the, because that was a lot. There was a lot. I mean, I would say a good dozen. That's interesting. Yeah. Because okay, that's a little wibbly wobbly with the with the with the what the show has been saying since the re, since the reboot. Yeah, they're outside of of the universe, like the bubble on a bubble, but don't think of it like a bubble. Okay. But are they outside of time? I don't know. That, I just thought that was interesting. That really stuck in my head. I was like, huh, that's really weird. Yeah. But yeah, that's all cool. When uh, I when they just introduce something that supposedly has always been there and you're just fine with it. And like they just introduced message cubes and we're just like, sure, message cubes. And message <laughs> cubes. Like, yeah, no yeah. one has ever said anything on message cubes before. Yeah. But we just instantly go, yeah, sure, that makes sense. <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, I'll tell you what, it's it, no, a phenomenal episode. You could talk, we could talk hours just on this episode because it's so great. A couple of interesting notes. The um, the voice of House is Michael Sheen. Oh. Michael Sheen, he was, uh, who was uh, in Frost Nixon. He was in The Queen. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a ton. He, he's going to be in Good Omen. So he, he and uh, Neil Gaiman, another connection there. Uh, Masters of Sex. Like, I'm, I'm sort of just looking at the highlights of what you would know him from because you know him. Like, even right. if you're like, I don't know yeah, that guy is. You absolutely know him. He's been in a ton, a ton of things, plus a bunch of voiceover. Oh, he's in 30 Rock for a, a good long run. Uh, he was the, Brit- the British boyfriend. Uh, and Underworld. That was another major oh, one. He wow. did a bunch of underworld stuff too. So he's a so they deepened his voice, but he already has a very you know deep resonant kind of voice. But that was another like a off screen kind of cameo. Uh, and then so I have and I have the the last part, the sort of the the heartbreaking moment where the Tars has her, her last say, talking to talking to her doctor. 
I've been looking for a word. A big, complicated word, but so sad. I found it now. What word? Alive. I'm alive. Alive isn't sad. It's sad when it's over. I'll always be here. But this is when we talked. And now even that has come to an end. There's something I didn't get to say to you. Very, very nice to meet you. <laughs> That's the mark of a good author right there. So the easy thing would have been, I enjoy our time together, I'm sad, goodbye. But he went the other way. He's like, no, I've always wanted to tell you hello. Oh, yeah. No, it's awesome. Oh, now, so good. So when she dematerializes. Yeah. Have you ever listened to it with headphones and turned up the volume? Yeah, I did when I was putting this audio together. It's it, I thought it sounded like she says "I love you." She, yeah, no, she does. Okay, it's it, and it's it's you. I mean, it's super subtle, uh-huh. but it's totally there. When I was when I was getting this audio together and I was amplifying stuff too and trying to figure out where I was going to cut it off, I, I thought I'm like, did I really hear that? Yes, it's it, you, if you watch it on a TV, you probably won't hear it. Yeah. But if you if you listen to it with headphones, you're it is absolutely clear as day. She says, "I love you," and that's no, it's very it's very sweet. It's yeah. incredibly well done. And Matt Smith goes, oh yeah, he shows another a total other side. He's he's great. He it's, is great. Yeah, he is great in this thing. And boy, it's like it's it's all of them to, rising to the level of the material. Absolutely, like, and I think even at the time that he was he was uh, originally putting this together, he didn't even know who Amy and Rory were. Like they were so they wow. were brand new at the time he was writing because he wrote, he was writing it way back when, and so like they had he had to sort of watch the episodes to learn who they were when he was writing his episode uh, to put them in and figure out who they were. And then I think actually it was just Amy at one point, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, at that time it'll be Amy and Rory. Well, so that's to, amazing. Like, Con- bring Rory well, in. considering the whole the quick scene where they're where they're stuck where they're locked inside the corridors of the TARDIS, which is very yeah. scary and amazing, yeah, creepy yeah. and creepy. Wow, that's incredible because you would you would think that you wouldn't be able to write a scene like that without knowing going in. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Plus the okay, yeah. and, and the final thing, oh my god, there's so much in this episode. I know is right? that the TARDIS well is is that we get we get a little bit of an idea that the TARDIS knows the future. Yes. Yeah, because uh the only water in the forest is the river. Yeah, you know, like that. The reference on the d- the desktop patterns and everything, yeah. like Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's great. Right. Um, all right. So yeah, that's, it's a, it's a, it's a tremendous, tremendous episode. Uh, okay. So then we get to, uh, episode five, do you, do you, do you do five or five and six? I'll do, do five and six. Back Cause, back. cause it's funnier with them together. Five and six, the rebel flesh and the almost people, AKA avatars of goo and <laughs> avatars of goo. Not you too. <laughs> Oh, here we go again with another unnecessary two-parter. Oh, Doctor Who. Why? Why? Oh, yo, look, I'll tell you this. Overall, I, I'll tell you this. I like this I liked this story more when I saw it the first time. Mm-hmm. What I got from it this time was it's just, I mean, wow, it's super scary. And mm-hmm. the makeup is amazing. Like, let's, let's, hats uh, off to the true. makeup. Oh, absolutely. 
the makeup yeah. people on the when they turn into the flesh. But wow, the the strobe light effect with the faces and the big elongated mouths, and then when she when they have a CGI uh-huh. dump at the end, um, it's crazy. Again, full lost mode. the The end of the rebel flesh is like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Rory. But I'll say Rory has great moments, and I think one of my favorite moments of the whole two parter is the beginning of the almost people when the doctor's ganger. Mm-hmm. is going through his all his lives oh yeah that moment where it's tom baker yeah, yeah. whoa uh-huh. <laughs> it got it got it, it got it was it was a nice callback and also a little creepy at the same time it was like, crazy i mean like Ooh. yeah no i have to say like and you know there are a couple of interesting reach i mean just the all of this I really love how Moffat overall in the series, there's another one that's coming up in one of the other episodes we're coming up to. Mm-hmm. There are these really great callbacks to previous series and, and the lore of the show. Yeah. And I, I'm, imp- I'm always, I'm happy to see those because I think, and I, even though I'm sure they'll, they'll avoid those in the new season with the new doctor. Yeah. I love this because as a fan of the long time of a long, long time fan of the show, you want to see that connection, how it all fits together. Yeah. Now, I got a big Centauran vibe from this because the suits they're wearing look just like Centauran suits. Well, especially the way they walk in them. Too. Yeah. And there are clones. I mean, the Centaurans are clones. Oh. Like, was that like an, a, a subtle kind of thing? Because even the first shot of them walking on, they're all like in their battle armor, like walking on. And then, then they pop the lids and it's like, oh, no, they're regular. Oh, maybe, there was a, maybe there was an area he was trying to hint at or go to or someplace. and Yeah. It could be. That would be interesting. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like the the whole the 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 flesh goo, whatever. What's it called? Uh, yeah, I think the, the flesh. The flesh. Um, yeah. Obviously, it played plays a major role in this entire series. Yes. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, if it becomes a, 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 even that could always come back to a callback to that. Because look mm-hmm. at the, the the main story is it's the great artificial intelligent moral dilemma. Yes. The yes. great the great the great cloning dilemma. Mm-hmm. The great. Where does where does consciousness begin as an autonomous living organism, and and how do you treat that? What do you what are the ethics in that? It's which a great which, story because interestingly enough, kind of brings to mind the Prestige in a way too. <laughs> there, I've, right again, uh-huh. Prestige. I know. Uh, no, like absolutely. And look, it's good. It's it is scary and it's a little crazy. And mm-hmm. and obviously, the other thing it gets into, which is touched in a future episode of another Doctor, Prejudice. Yes, yeah, flat out. And the Doctor, yeah, goes. He, he basically puts his life on the line to prove his point yeah. about that, you know, and then and, and switches places just to show the differences and, and how similar they are too. Yeah. I, I'd say they're not, they're not bad episodes, but it, it does feel like it goes, goes on too long. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's for an hour and a half. It's like, whew. and then, and then we get to the last five minutes and why I was just going to say the last five minutes. Thing? Nope. turns out the doctor went exactly there to learn about this stuff because Amy is a ganger. He does his little, and tells, when he tells Rory to step away. Oh yeah, that's Rory, you know, it's, like, whew, yeah, that's a major thing. And then blam, and it turns out, and then liquefies her, and it turns out she is not only captured and has been captured, but is pregnant and about to have a baby. What and you know what I love is, is like okay, so as you're watching the series, you know, Kavor, Kavor, I want to say Kavorkian, it's not Kavorkian. <laughs> that's uh that was a bad reference you know the woman with the eye patch and she keeps and you're like what is going on yeah i love the fact that actually you understand what it is Mm -hmm. the real amy is seeing this vision and it's seeping through to the ganger like yeah yeah it totally makes sense and the first time you see it is in day of the moon 
which it makes me think that's oh. when the first that this the switch had happened between those two episodes in the in the in the weeks oh, that they were on the run. It's when she so goes no, it's orphanage. Uh, you're right. Um, you're right though. It doesn't. Need, it, yeah, it doesn't need to be a two parter. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They yeah, it's okay. Yeah, and also this is where the doctor you know finds out you know the the truth that you know that uh, above his his death date. Yes, that he is. This is the day that that's the day that he dies. And then so we get to we get to see uh, the demons run when a good man goes to war, a.k.a. Mr. Smith goes to Washington, (laughs) (laughs) which I got to tell you, I mean, again, I'm I'm, okay. So like we said this before. This is my favorite series of alternate titles. <laughs> this one is awesome because okay, it's a it's an old Jimmy Stewart movie uh-huh. that if you haven't seen, there's there's an interesting connections mm-hmm. between the two. And you get, um, and you Mr. Get and Mr. Smith, Smith and and John. Smith. Yes, I mean you get all of it. Uh-huh. So anyway, this is we have, we have a there is a prequel uh, that is it's basically Dorian meeting with uh, what we learn to be the headless monks eventually, uh, and he. Is giving them uh, security software and stuff too, and he was, and then uh, he gets he gets sentient money as a gift. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> uh, and then he, uh, he he talks about getting them a, a vortex manipulator too. That's that's another thing. But he says uh, he warns them, um, like, uh, let's see, uh, God help us if you've made the doctor angry. Definitely setting up the psychotic. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, then, so when we see him again, then he, when you talk about him building the army, this he's already working both sides of things. So yeah. Oh, boy, there's a lot of stuff packed into this. But, okay, so a couple things that immediately hit me was, one, I mean, we're hitting one of the other big arcs of this series, mm-hmm. of this particular series is Stephen Moffat kind of weaving in his take on religion. Yes. And and it's interesting, and it's, and it's, and it's not, you know, I, I, if you're super sensitive, you could look at this and go, oh, it's, it's anti-religion. It's actually... Uh, it's actually anti-religion uh, state. Like it's a, yeah, like, that's military. Well, and it's, that's when things get really, really wrong. It's it's anti. It's, I totally agree. It's it's anti the, the you know the, the how you force people do not force people to believe. Yeah, and two, basically, yeah, don't judge others. I mean, like you know, you're you're kind of walking into this whole this whole thing, and we'll get into it in the in the following mm-hmm. episodes. But I but I think it's I think it's actually very good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the idea of the doctor assembling like a Ocean's Eleven sign of squad is really cool. Okay, and I was just about to say, this is the I he did a way better job than they did in the Tenant era of bringing everyone together. Yes, this is because it, that's done several times in, pre, in in Tenant seasons where they bring they bring all the the greatest hits from the last <laughs> like ten episodes. This one does it in such a better way. And I just thought that was great. Yeah, love. Yeah, it. we get to see the first. We get to see uh, Madame Vastra and Jenny, uh, yep. and uh, and and Strax. Eventually, there'll be the three of them. But right now, it's it's Vastra and Jenny and Strax. We get to see the Silurians come back in full force. The Jadoon show up. Yep, they don't really have much to do, but you know there they are. Uh, we get to see non ultra reality Cybermen like real. They don't have the logo on their chests. Uh, they don't have the uh, Cybus Industries logo on the chest, so they're like right. they're real universe. There we get to see. Um, uh, well, yeah, Danny Boy, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, right. That's Danny Boy. Oh, you know what? Um, actually, real quick. Uh, that's when I forgot. That was another. That was another group in the list of uh, Chris Chibnall's never going to see again. Oh, really? The pa- the Paternoster Gang. Okay. He 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 specifically mentioned them. Said, yeah, you're never going to see them again. Okay. I was like, oh, all right. Well, they got their own. Oh, uh, which reminds me, I think they also are are, are going to do big finish audio. Uh, some new uh, big finish audio uh, has they just was announced. Lady Catherine 
What? From uh, from uh, from the um. Oh shoot! Now I forgot the episode. Uh, the flying um, uh, the one where they go to the other planet and there's the locusts that are coming through. Yes, 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 yes. I can't believe I can't remember it right now. But when I'm but they yeah they just announced that she's Michelle Ryan is going to be doing oh uh, cool. episodes, so we get to see her continuing oh, adventures in the Big Finish universe. So like you know the she he says they're not gonna, you're not going to see them again. They could always show up in the Big Finish audios. You never know. So this um no I'll tell you what I mean this this episode is good. There's a there's a lot of there's craziness, a lot, lot of stuff, and yeah, he throws he throws headless monks in there. I mean like there's all this new the the, the church and the silence and all this stuff. The, the, doctor, the word doctor came from him, and the, it's the scene as a warrior. Uh, the people of the forest. I mean there's all of this. A lot of stuff. Right. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's packed. It's packed. And yeah, there, there may be a little bit more of what's going on. And, and keep in mind, there's still stuff that you won't get answers to until the end of the yeah. series. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'll tell you, though, every time I see like, OK, obviously the separation of, of the, the baby and, and uh, Amy and Rory and just Rory. Rory gets some awesome moments in this um, river and the whole thing. Uh-huh. Every time that scene happens where the baby just goes to goo. Yeah. That's that's horrifying. It's a heartbreaker. And then you, and then you have one of the greatest, well, one of the greatest WTF moment reveals ever Uh in the history of the show, which is the river, which who is river song. Yeah, exactly. When they flip over the, I mean, that is, that is absolutely one of the biggest. It's just one of the biggest. You have no idea unless you unless you all put it together. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, Melody Pond River Song. Like you can yeah. go. Oh, okay, I guess he got he likes uh, people with uh, water type names. Yeah. Nope, turns out. No, no. I uh, no. I'll tell you what. It's uh, it was it was it had it's it's just a lot of it's it's everything that you've gotten from the series up until now. When big when when you bring everyone together and everything blows up, this yeah. is one of the best executions of that. And the doctor has never been higher. Like, uh, Kurt will run away. Uh, you know, right. Entire armies will turn and run at the sound of your name. And then him so angry at River that she wasn't there. And, oh, there's a reason because I couldn't be in two places at once. Right. Uh, and then, okay, so there's there's this is a, a, another minor nitpick thing. So Vastra and Jenny apparently were the inspiration for Sherlock Holmes. Okay, I'll let you have that one. Wibbly wobbly. Sure, fine. Uh, so I don't have a problem with Vastra and Jenny being lesbians. I don't have a problem with Vastra and Jenny being cross-species lovers. My problem is Vastra eats people, and yet her spouse or her, her companion is one of them. So that's where it gets weird to me. Eats, <laughs> like, no, no, no. We know you missed it. She she eats men. Oh, she only eats men. Well, I'm I'm no. I'm just I'm just I'm winging that. But that's what I think it is. <laughs> That would be I would be much I would be much more comfortable with that because that's where it gets a little weird to me. No, she eats men. That I, I'm like, pretty in a bad situation. You just like she is a man eater. She gotta eat. Yeah, someone. Oh no, I, I'm actually and she's and she's kind of a little bit like um, Dexter. She's she only eats <laughs> she only eats the evil bad. men or evil people. There, there okay. you go. Fixed. There you okay. have it. Head cannon accepted. There you go. Because <laughs> she's great. I mean, the two of the all three of them actually end up at Vastra and Jenny and Strax. I love them. Yeah, I think they're great. Uh, it would be interesting to see. That. I don't know if I, I wonder if that there's a novel or something that tells of the, how they first met with the doctor. Because it's uh, I like also Moffat's other Moffat thing of like bringing it in late. You know, like like oh, exactly. oh no, we've had tons of adventures. Yeah, yeah there's a whole story. Did, Forget yeah. about it. <laughs> you just Forget about it. it. And so this is where the break happens. Oh, yeah. So this is where, like, this was a, a big thing for Doctor Who, is that they took a big pause. Like, they started in the spring, 
and then basically took the summer off and then came back in the fall and then did that. So we were left with that revelation of this is River Song and where's the doctor going and what's going to happen. And we had to just sort of sit with it for, uh, you know, half the year. But, but, what, huh, where? Right. Well, especially after how this ends. Yeah, exactly. You're like, what? Like, but yeah. Yeah. And so it, and obviously it looks like Strax dies and we won't actually see how Strax survived until one of these other uh, web only prequel things in the next series. Oh, yeah. Because like he, there actually is a, another prequel thing. I don't, I don't say I don't have it in my notes because I only had for uh, series six. The, there's a thing called, um, oh, I can't, it's something, something three, two days later at De- Demon's Run or something like that, where they show how Strax actually survived. Oh, it okay. Yeah, that's to, right. To oh, we'll think, yeah, we'll get to that. That's awesome. Yeah, so then, okay, so we jump forward in time, um, <laughs> six months, and we get to uh, episode, let's see, episode eight, Let's Kill Hitler, a.k.a. Uh, now, okay, so I went with Lady Deadpool 3, <laughs> and if you haven't seen Deadpool 2, okay. you got to see Deadpool 2, right? Because there's because there's a whole Hitler thing in there. Yes. But but no, 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 I'm going with Gay Gypsy Bar Mitzvah. Oh, <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> no, no. And again, if you haven't seen the episode, <laughs> because there is, if you ever, ever, ever get caught in an alley with a bunch full of Nazis, <laughs> there is no greater line than to say, oh, I just came from a gay gypsy bar mitzvah. How are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, it's, it's, yeah. There's another one. It's just like so many things thrown in that you, like another a character who's been there all along that we never didn't know anything about. Mel's the best friend of them. And what a great montage. Yeah. That whole way, the whole way they tell the story of how they ended up raising their daughter uh-huh. is fantastic. And the whole, the, the, the relationship between Rory and Amy. Yeah. <laughs> all of it. It's <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, uh, that's awesome. Awesome. There was a little prequel to it uh, that was basically just uh, Amy leaving a message for the doctor, like basically saying, what are you doing? Why have you, why did you leave us behind? Like what's going on? What, what are we going to do about my daughter? Uh, and him just sort of listening to it. Um, uh, just a little sort of piece to get people caught up. There. Yeah. Then, then Mel's with her uh, driving. <laughs> I love the picture where he, he brings up the, the crop circle and it has a line through it and they're all trying to figure out why. <laughs> right. <laughs> because here comes Mel's and her Trans Am. Um, no, it's oh, Corvette. Corvette, yeah, I'm sorry, Corvette. Um, uh, so yeah, we get to see um, we get to see uh, Melody Pond, really. So we get to see, she Mel's regenerates into Melody Pond, and she still doesn't know who this River Song is. She is still under the sway of the of the Church of the Silence, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, yeah, running running rampant through uh, Nazi Germany, and then uh, and then the uh, Teleselecta. Another major thing gets introduced here about the uh, little people inside the big people who can uh, adjust uh, how they look. I think another one of those like throwaway gags uh, that turned out to be hugely important later on in the series. Well, they are the uh, so they're basically this universe's time cop. Yeah, they, they're uh, the time cops. They sort of come in at the end and then continue to punish the person, which is sort of like the doctor seemed very upset about this, but I'm sort of like. I can get behind that. Like, Dude, that's what you do work. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. But it's like someone else doing this. I don't. I don't. Yes. Don't. What are you talking about? I know. I thought that was funny. I was like, what? It's interesting, interesting that like they you think, I don't know. I guess I, they probably did it all as one and then realized they could break the season up into two. Because, yeah, again, the first episode is very heavy with great stuff. And the second se- <laughs> half of the season, not so much. 
No, I mean this is this is a great episode because it's big, and I mean, it okay, is. oh yeah, it is, and, and tons of River Song stuff. Great uh, River Song. I mean, one awesome to see a rege- another regeneration. Yep. Interesting explanation of why she never regenerates again. Because yes, and, and also why she looks this way now, and yeah, she'll look you know way different later on in her life. Oh, she's right. aging backwards. Right. Oh, so I mean, like, sure. nope. That's a fun little uh, retcon. Nope. It totally. I'll tell you what. They they explain all that. I think that was good. The the funny cool stuff like the Sonic cane, which was hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when he comes back in there, and I love the scene where he's dying. He goes back to the TARDIS and he's like, "I need the interface." Uh, <laughs> I love the throwback. A couple different things. No, no, we can't. No, no, too much guilt. Too no, no, no. <laughs> Like that was awesome. No, I I really think it was really good, and I loved. Um, well, you know, obviously the anticipation for this episode, not only given the break, but when you tell people, hey, so what's the title of the first episode of the second part of the season? Oh, it's Let's Kill Let's Hitler. Kill Hitler. <laughs> what? Like, okay. Like, I mean, you knew people were like, wait, what? Uh huh. So no, you got that. Um, and then I love. Okay, I still love again with the religious stuff. I love at the end where it's the Sisters of the Infinite Schism. Mm-hmm. That that reference is very funny. Uh, no, it's a great. Uh, this is a fun, crazy romp. Yeah, and and a great to to come back from a break. Yes, so much absolutely. energy running into it, which will soon be expended. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, okay, and also too, um, little night uh, side note. Yeah. Interesting, dis- interesting costume decision to start putting in the big green uh, trench coat. Yeah, he doesn't wear it all the time. Uh, but yeah, the big green trench coat, that was an interesting, uh, fashion choice. And then, uh, later on, we'll, we'll see, you know, sort of a vest, I think show up later on too. But yeah, I don't right. remember seeing this the big green coat again. Oh, and it comes back one more. There's one more episode. I think in here, it comes back in. Okay. And then, but yeah, but anyway, it's just kind of weird. It's kind of like, huh? Okay. We're trying something else. So, all right. So then we move on to episode nine night terrors, AKA. I mean, yeah, you know, I could have said curious George, but no, no, no. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with the dollhouse strangers. <laughs> okay. So if you haven't yeah, seen yeah. the strangers, I mean, cause mm-hmm. really, yeah, it's a home invasion thing with it's, the, and it's mask. frightening. <laughs> mm-hmm. This episode, Another I remember Mark Gattis episode and oh boy, uh, you know what? But, but again, here's, but here's the extension of the parent child relationship. Theme. True. True. And, and, and more stuff with kids, like, uh, you know, the doctor with kids is always a, and, a thing too, but, and, and, and I'll tell you this, oh I, I okay. I'm going to admit it. Every time I've seen this episode, when it comes to the end, and Alex is running down the stairs to go and hug George, mm-hmm. I, I I might tear up a, a bit. Oh, because it's beautiful. And yeah. then we, and then we and then we end it with a Freddy Krueger ending with little girls <laughs> singing a song, uh-huh. and then I'm scared again. But yeah. no, it's you know what? This is not. It's not totally bad because the kid, the kid's adorable and he acts it really well. That's true. I mean, it is, it is really hard to find like good kid actors who can uh, seem sincere without being like, gosh, Johnny, what are we going to do now? Exactly. No, no, this, this is, it is, it's well acted and yeah, it's just the right amount of, of horror with, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love the theme of, Hey, I, I actually do love the theme of, you know, just, just love each other. Will you just mm-hmm. all, when people need your love, love them. Like, can you not just do that? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what the theme of this episode is. Like, yeah, just true. what are you doing? Don't worry <laughs> about puberty. You'll get through it. <laughs> no, I, I like it. I actually, you know what? I, I like this episode. Okay. Well, then uh, you like this episode. Oh, now <laughs> there's a worse one coming. So, oh, see, now I, I, I disagree. I, I like, I like that one much more than this one. 
Uh, okay, so but that's not happening yet because we both will agree that we both enjoyed the next episode, episode 10, The Girl Who Waited, a.k.a. The Aminator. Oh, or yeah. or what it should have been titled and the Emmy goes to Karen Gillan. That's exactly what I was going to say. Man, like talk about like an acting showcase for her who have, has to be, you know, sometimes when River shows up end up being third or, you know, sometimes even fourth banana. Like, hey, by the way, how about we like the companion? How about we send an episode about her? And oh, my God, does she knock it out of the park? It's not just the makeup. It's yeah. not just the voice. Right. She literally changes her gait when walking. Yes. Yeah, it's she unbelievable. Total body makeover. It's like it's like a totally different person. And but a person who's forty years older than the other person. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I gotta say the, the makeup I thought was great on it too. But yeah, the 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 way she just carried herself differently. Oh man! I mean, just a tortured performance in the best way possible. Yeah. Oh, it's this is not an awesome episode. Yeah, and she and so she had the 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 one that you see. I think they might have done some tweaking of her voice. But you know, like, oh, that, that's fine. I mean, I'll tell you what; it's still, it's awesome. It's, yeah, it's incredible. I have, I have a little piece from the end when she's sort of making the sacrifice, and oh, you know, the, uh, you know, more uh, tears. She's at the TARDIS door. Let me get my, let me get my tissues. I'm sorry, I can't do this. If you love me, don't let me in. Open that door, I will. I'll come in. I don't want to die. I won't bow out bravely. I'll be kicking, screaming, fighting to the end. Baby, I love you. I love you too. Don't let me in. Tell Amy, you're Amy. I'm giving her the days. The days with you. Days to come. I'm so, so sorry. The days I can't have. Take them, please. I'm giving you my I'm days. So, so, so. Yeah, just that Amy in the, the full battle armor with the sword. I can't talk. Oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> she seriously, she's amazing. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. Rory gets one of the coolest, co- coolest comments ever said to the doctor. Uh huh. You're turning me into you. You turn me into you. Yeah. I was gonna put that in here, but it was like it was too far back in the thing. It yeah. Was no, a it's three minute clip instead of a, a minute. It, it, one. I, this is a this is a fantastic uh, companion exploration episode i mean it's just great but then yeah. also too funny that okay so the whole reason why okay and here's i guess here's the only other thing the doctor needs to learn is mm-hmm. okay you got to call before you go someplace <laughs> like in the future yelp check yelp so this is this is why this is why arrested development is still the king because you always leave a note yeah like hey don't hey are you guys still open is there a plague <laughs> is it is <laughs> we still around and okay the only other issue is uh-huh. okay you come okay you just your friends just pass through this thing there's two buttons on the thing a green button that's up and a red button that's down you don't <laughs> press the red button <laughs> don't press the red don't press button. the red button other than that oh my god it's phenomenal yeah Way and and, and we'll we'll uh, revisit uh, similar ideas to what's going on here in a later one about uh, about uh, uh, emoticons <laughs> oh well yeah ah i did 
there is definitely a connection when we go to there. Even though I like this episode, I think does it uh, does the story much better. I probably agree with you, but I, I, yeah, there's a big. This was very similar to that episode. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later. All right, so then we move on to episode eleven, the God Complex, aka it shines. <laughs> or or this I could I, I I didn't know which way I wanted to go or the atheist hunger games. Okay. No, I think you you I think you're right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I go, no. you're talking about uh his feelings on religion. It's like, "Okay, well, oh, no, this we're going to get some pretty direct stuff." This we, we, well, but I I but see again, he thinks I'll tell you this. He thinks he's saying one thing, but I think he's saying something a lot deeper, which is good. Um it's all yeah. good. Um Oh, but my God, though, this is an homage to the one, an homage to The Shining. Oh, absolutely. Which is phenomenal, which is well done. And, um, the, and the clown, too. I mean, clowns are a recurring thing. But yeah, I got the I got the thing of it, too. I mean, because obviously that's in the public consciousness now. But even then. Oh, even then it was. No, you still this. The, the whole thing about how do you manage your fears? How do you manage your how do you manage your fears? And. Well, I'll tell you this. Here's here's the bigger message I get, which I probably he didn't intend mm-hmm. your faith, whatever you believe in should lead to truth. Hmm. If you, if that leads you to truth, because there's the doctor's big confession at mm-hmm. the end of this, if you get to truth, then that's where harmony is. And that's where true love is. And that's where you can be unconditional in your, in your care for others. That's what I got from this, actually watching it again, hmm. which maybe is not what he intended, but I'm clearly there. So you like God complex. You like night terrors more than God complex. You think you think of God Complex as being the worst of this series? Oh no, not at all. Oh no, really? It's the next one. It's the next one, really? Yeah. Oh just, my god! <laughs> then, I then I don't even want to talk about God Complex anymore. All I want to talk about is episode twelve. Okay. Time. Well, here's the deal. So, real quick, if you okay, wait, 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 wait. On God Complex, there's the only things to say. Rita would have been an amazing companion. Yes. That sucks. Yeah, there's always like these companions that like the coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah, no, exactly no right. Um, I'll never look at, at ventriloquist dummies the same way again. <laughs> Did Be- you look at them pleasantly before? That, uh, one, but not a room full of them at a banquet <laughs> all laughing at me. Like, that's frightening. <laughs> no, I do still like the whole idea of that his confession of, yeah, it's e- it was his ego and, and stuff. I mean, I love that. And I think, is this the first reference of Amy as Amy Williams? Because uh, hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I, it might it might be. So so I thought that was again interesting, and I also love it because if you're a fan of the next generation, they're on a hollow deck. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's also very funny. That's all I got. I enjoyed it. I like I love I love this episode. Okay, so episode twelve, closing time, aka uh, Cyber Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Okay, you really you don't like this episode? I like, I like the last five minutes. Oh my God! I love this. All right, convince me. All right, convince me. Convince me. Craig and Sophie back again. Yes. Yes. This is okay. So once again, this is the this is the companion light episode. Now we've had Amy and Roy are are gone. They have left. You know, they've gone back to the normal life. Doctor's giving them a house, like they're on. They're on the doctor is on his own again. So he's you know checking in. This is this is during his two hundred year walkabout. Right. So he's gone to check up on his former roommate. Uh, and and you know an adventure ensues. I think it is charming. I think it is fun. I think it's it's another. I love these ones because this is this is in the monsters love and monsters slot. This is in uh, turn left, like uh, you know, and uh, and blink. Like this is in that same kind of thing. Like the Amy and Roy are doing 
more stuff in the other one. So like this is the one that's just the doctor. Uh, I think I love seeing retra- seeing Craig and Sophie back again, and now they have a kid. We get Alfie, Cyberman they named him Alfie. <laughs> no, I was like I was thinking Destroyer of Worlds, but you know eh, Alfie, so that's fine oh, too. Okay. Um, but we, I mean, we have. Uh, I mean, I think I think it's just it's a nice sweet episode because we're going to get into some really heavy time manipulation kind of stuff here. This is a a palate cleanser. This is the aperitif. Okay, the- I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, it's not it's my least favorite episode of the series, but I mean, oh okay. wow, really? Man, I don't know. I thought I thought it was I thought I thought it was a lot a lot of fun. I really really enjoyed it. I like you know, him checking back in on those kind of things. Um, but and then this is where he gets the Stetson. Oh yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, Cybermen are never my favorite bad guys, and you know, I think that's it. I think I'm tired. I'm, I'm eh. tired of Cybermen. That's yeah. I think my. Name. I didn't really care about that stuff. I mean, like, it, it's just like it's like it, I wouldn't care what the monster was. But the cyber you know, rats, really the cyber calling. rats are ridiculous. I agree. They, but they, but it was not. You know, see, Mama didn't come up with those. No, they, they, they've been around since I'm, you know, Second Doctor or somewhere around. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, All they're right. not scary. Except you know, except when you see them up closer, it's a little gross. But they look like they look like the scrubbing bubbles dudes on the can of the shower cleaner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm. Not, I'm gonna say I'm, like I've never been one to defend Cybermen as being scary at all because I don't find them scary at all. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought I, I really like this episode. I think it's I think it's uh, okay, super light, super fun, and you know, and and you know, gets things out of the way because uh, things are about to get crazy. Oh yes. So, but before we do that, though, let's talk about some of the other stuff. So there are a lot of other little bits and pieces floating around that I don't know exactly when they happen, but I know they happen before the wedding of her song, which we're going to get to. Um, so on the DVD, oh, there actually is a prequel to this one too called Up All Night, where they show um, uh, uh, Craig and Sophie like trying to get Alfie to fall asleep and stuff too. It's a, it's a fun little thing, just sort of setting the scene. The doctor's not in it either, as uh, in the companions. But there are four mini-sodes that are set uh, on the TARDIS, another thing that or DVD extras. So they're they're, they're they call them Night and the Doctor, and so there's four of them. It's Bad Night, Good Night, First Night, and Last Night, which sounds like the beginning of a like a kids book. Bad Night, Good Night, First Night, Last Night. Um, so the Bad Night is um, uh, let's see, Amy and Rory are there, and the while they're sleeping, the Doctor and River are running around doing stuff. It's funny. Uh, the second one called Good Night is actually really really good. Uh, and it's so good that I don't know why it's not part of a regular episode. Like, I mean, it's, there's some really, really good stuff there because Amy basically comes to the doctor and be like, I'm going insane and you're not talking to me. What is going on? Like, she's like, I didn't used to have parents. Now I have parents. I can remember both things. How am I supposed to live like this? And I, every time I try to talk to you about it, you just send me away. What, what the hell? And so they actually have like a, a little heart to heart chat and he talks about, I think so. I have a little piece of audio of that. Oh, cool. Uh, that I want to play. That's it's really, really good. Okay. I just helped out a possessed orchestra on a moon base. Before that, I prevented two supernovas, wrote a history of the universe, all in jokes, and did a bit of locum work in Brixton. Lovely practice, very short staffed. What's wrong? We're all such tiny parts of your life, aren't we? All the friends you make just flicker in and out. You must hardly notice us. Amy, you are enormous parts of my life. And you are all I ever remember. Speaking of which... 
My life doesn't make any sense. I know. That's what I've been trying to talk to you about. I know. Like, when I, when I first met you, I didn't have parents. I never had parents. And then you did whatever it was you did and rebooted the universe, and, and suddenly I had parents. And I've always had parents. And I remember both lives in my head, both of them in my head at the same time. And it's fine, isn't it? Yeah, but it shouldn't be. Why is it fine? Rory was a Roman for 2,000 years. He says he hardly remembers it. Ah, but sometimes you catch him just staring. The thing is, Amy, everyone's memory is a mess. Life is a mess. Everyone's got memories of a holiday they couldn't have been on or a party they never went to or met someone for the first time and felt like they've known them all their lives. Time is being rewritten all around us, every day. People think their memories are bad, but their memories are fine. Past is really like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, now he's starting to get it. I just love that. It's just such a great moment of him just explaining it. And then from there on it goes, and she talks about um, uh, one of her earliest memories is um, that she dropped her she was at the fair and she got an ice cream for the and, and she dropped it and then some woman came up and gave her another one and it then basically the doctor saying yeah that was you and that's about to happen <laughs> so he like takes her and he sends her out there to like give herself ice cream and she's like so you're telling me that like i'm pouring my heart out to you saying that i'm going insane and your solution is let's go get ice cream and he's like i love ice cream now these are now these are dvds these are dvd oh. blu-ray extras yeah like I, I went even and even to see it again if they were on itunes and i couldn't even find them on itunes so like the itunes extras there's a bunch of itunes extras and these are not there Oh, wow. Like I said, they're very in quality, but that Good Night one is really good because it's just the Doctor and Amy just having a moment. And like, and she's still in her, she's in her pajamas, but I don't know if that means it's from earlier or that's just like she's in her pajamas because, you know, she's literally in her pajamas. She pajamas, but, yeah. And I, I, so I, like I say, they, they don't really say exactly when it is. And the timey-wimey stuff gets a little in the next two, which are basically one short that's in two parts called First Night and Last Night, and it's all the Doctor and River Song. So the Doctor goes and picks up River Song from Storm Cage, and it's her first like she's just been incarcerated so it's just after uh, let's kill hitler so like she's just been imprisoned and so he and so this is their first date so he brings her out and he tells her about this this cool place they're going to go to where you can see all these stars and stuff too and then he you know he sort of travels in time as she goes to get ready because she's still in her prison outfits and then as he lands yeah river song walks in the front door action hero river song like from the middle period with her gun and stuff too she's like oh here you are like let's go like i've got these centaurs are trying to kill me because you know i insulted them and and he's like uh uh like knowing there's already a river song there and they they, they, they and so he and then she figures out there's someone else there and she starts to get really jealous and then he and she goes running off to try and find this person uh, into like you know the upper floors where the the first river is the most like and then as he's trying to figure out what to do a third river song comes in and it's like the latter river song, like the sort of the just before the silence of the library river song in the dress that he's about to give the first river song. And so it's, it's because like a comedy of errors as like, he's trying to balance all three of them to make sure they don't know the other ones are there. That's a pretty funny one. I've, I've seen that it's somehow, funny, yeah. but yeah, that was great. And some of these are on YouTube, even though I don't know if they're supposed to be, but um, right. as you can track them down. Um, and then, the, interestingly, the last moment is the, he gets rid of like the, the other ones and then the most chronologically, the latest River Song uh, is standing at the door and the doctor walks in, even though he's already there, in full tucks and tails. 
Uh, and she's like, oh, like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, you're, like, you're the wrong TARDIS. My TARDIS is parked on the other side of the of the thing. And so he's like, and, and River Song goes like, oh, he's taking me to the singing towers tonight. It's supposed to be fantastic. And they both doctors share a look of like, you're taking her to the singing towers? Like, are you sure about it? So it's like, oh, interesting. Because <laughs> we know it's not this doctor that takes her there. Well, and, and remember, we find out that Matt Smith's doctor has promised her that several times yes. and always cancels. Yes, and that even they even say that in this thing, saying like, yeah, "Oh, yeah. you so that's my basically my my head cannon is he chickens out again. Ah, uh, got it. You know, like he gets yeah. to the point and goes, "Uh, no, <laughs> I still can't do it." Like that, he's the guy who could never, you know, do that. He's the one who can't can't make that sacrifice for himself. Oh, cool. Those are totally worth seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they're they're checking out. So yeah, definitely the the. Uh, bad night, good night, first night, last night. And there's a, there's a lot of really funny, silly stuff too, where he, there's at one point, the queen of England gets turned into a goldfish and he has to negotiate for her to be transformed back. And yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's just him being, you know, completely ridiculous. Uh, but then, okay. So then we move on to then finally, finally, there also is a, oh, there's also is a, um, a short they did for, um, Doctor Confidential, where a bunch of school kids from a junior high school uh, wrote an episode that they a, a micro episode that they shoot to with uh, with an ood called "Death is the Only Answer," but yeah, it's, you know it's it's another little fun little yeah, yeah nice little. But they really this is the height of of him doing the extras. Oh yes, yes. There's like there's so many pieces floating around, and, and he'll still continue to do this in the next uh, next two series too, right? Uh, before they finally like calm down a little bit <laughs> but yeah this was definitely the time of like all these little bonus things everywhere us floating around oh wow um, all right so let's get on to the what we all come to talk about <laughs> we are cordially invited to episode 13 the wedding of river song aka looper 2 and the last crusade <laughs> <laughs> oh looper looper yeah anyway so yeah, i would recommend that one <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah okay wikipedia yeah so okay craziness right yeah there's a pre there's a prequel to this too but it, it doesn't make any sense. especially it doesn't make any sense at all if you don't know what's going on it's like them walking through a pyramid and then they see a silence in a glass tank and well and, and, and okay with the eye patch so you have the beginning which is was just a fun creative experiment of what would happen if everything happened at the same time right yeah which, okay, and again, a reminder of how big a deal Doctor Who was in the pop culture sense of that you got Meredith Vieira to do a cameo. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, like that's... She, a, she was coming out to do, like, a, like specials out there, so they actually had her do, like, a little Today Show kind of thing. And apparently they... Because the Today Show then did a special on the fact that they were involved in the in this episode and ended up spoiling some stuff. Oh, that's funny. Because they oh. aired it before the episode came out, so like they uh, uh, like I think the fact that Charles Dickens was going to be back. Oh, because he's that, in the, and yeah. like one of the monsters. I can't remember what it was. Like that that was going to be back. Like yeah, it was like one of those. Oh, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> watching it again. It's just re- just obviously watching it like the, yesterday. Uh-huh. Okay, what's funny is that whole scene is funny until Winston and still until the Holy Roman Roman Emperor Winston Churchill is sitting there, <laughs> and they bring him Charles Manson dressed as Saint Paul, <laughs> which made me laugh hysterically because I was like, well, there's, there's your Matt Smith playing Charles Manson. No, it's, yeah, there's, wow. There's a lot going, there's a lot happening here. Uh, all the the time happening at once. Like, what does that mean? And and, and I love when, here's the deal. I mean, I love the idea. I mean, obviously getting to the big point of how the hell does he get out of getting killed on the Lake Silencio? Yes. But leading up to that, I love just the massive amount of funny moments like live chess 
That's awesome. Um, okay, a dude. We got, get to understand what the, why the eye patches are all about, why they have them. Why they have them. We saw a dude get eaten by a basement of skulls. <laughs> like, I mean, like, what? <laughs> it's totally crazy. It's insanity. And yet somehow it works and it all makes sense in the end. Sort of. Yeah. Um, okay, so then let's let's get into this. Let's see if we can make any kind of sense of, of how this goes. Mm. All right. So the doctor is being the doctor all over the universe doing stuff and, and ends up pissing off a bunch of, let's say, probably powerful religious types. So they, they, they're like, like, this guy has got to be stopped. He is uh, going against everything that we believe in or something. Um, so we're going to have to figure out how to stop him. They have their priests – We'll learn later. The priests are are what the are to be known as the silence. Uh, the priests who uh, make it so that you can't remember that you've confessed everything and that power goes a little wonky. I obviously I'm talking about stuff that's going to happen later on, so I'm sorry for spoilers, everybody. So they decide they're going to kill the doctor. How do we kill the doctor? Well, we need someone that's like the doctor, but not exactly like the doctor. Well, how do we do that? Well, let's find somebody and we can manipulate them. Into doing it well, it his companions uh, apparently had some fun times in there. They had a kid. What if we kill, we steal the kid and use that time lord energy to make ourselves the perfect assassin? Because you won't want to kill the kid of the, his companions. So we can use her brainwash her to kill him, and then all all good. So their plan obviously becomes ridiculously complicated, involving the 1960s and a space suit and all stuff, and the, and all his brain manipulation and of course kidnapping amy and, and all that and there's a whole middle period of like from when we see river the baby river up until river in the spacesuit for the first time as a kid like that whole that's the brainwashing period i'm assuming because she's 10 by the time we see her again right and then so they they come with this plan this is what's going to happen they have she goes off you know, she's going to be there, get in the suit. Does she do it or does the suit do it? I was never really clear about that. Is that they need somebody in the suit? Because she's like, the suit's going to do this. I can't stop it. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I was a little unclear on that part. Yeah, but then she, but then she somehow drained it. I mean, she. Right. I mean, and then, yeah. So then, so then the in, in the, let's say the first timeline, she is going to kill the doctor. The doctor see, knows it's going to happen. He tries to run from it to do all this stuff for 200 years and then goes, you know what? I guess I have to accept my fate and goes and dies. So the first time we see that in Impossible Astronaut, that literally is what happens. He dies right there. River Song from an early like brainwash River Song kills him and he dies and that's the end of the story. Then, But knowing this is going to happen, he sent the three of them Letters along with himself to why? <laughs> That's I. Uh, this is this is where it gets complicated. This is where it gets confusing for me. Did so, I mention? Did I did I mention live chess? <laughs> so he did, when he sent the, the letters out. The, the person the 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 old doctor, the the one who's eleven hundred years old, is the one who sent the letters to them to witness. But when he talks to River Song, it's because he's saying. He wanted the witness to know for her to know that this was a fixed point in time. That's why he brought them out there. But then, why did he send one to himself? Did he actually want himself to try and stop this from happening? Because yeah. by that point in yeah. his life, he supposedly have resigned himself to his fate. No, he 
Dude, once you once you decide to fake your own death, it's never clean. <laughs> oh, see, but that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Did he want to fake his own death at that point, or then what? Then uh, so we see all the stuff go through, and then we sort of follow or following rivers, uh, you know, cross paths, everything. So she figures out how to stop it from happening, which fractures the timeline, so everything is happens at once, and that causes the alternate timeline with eye patches and live chess and cars on balloons and and Holy Roman Winston Churchills. So then at the end of it, then somehow him getting married and kissing her restarts the clock. I don't know. Once again. But at that point, is that when he decides, oh, wait, I'll fake my death. So I don't, it's still a fixed point in time, but then I'll be able to go underground. Dude, a guy got eaten (laughs) by a basement of skulls. Yes. yes, (laughs) So so that is, that is my understanding of it. Now, is that your understanding as well? well, I mean, I got to tell you that. No, it's, it's totally, it's totally all over the place. Like, because I still don't understand river. I still don't get the whole, and I know people have worked on this, like her. There's lots of great videos on YouTube, by the way. Yes, The experience of of who she is, when she is, where, but uh, okay. I mean, no, it's crazy. The bottom line is, they explain how the doctor got killed on the shore of the lake at that fixed point in time in a way that he didn't yeah. No, Like I got to say it it's, I, you know what? As long as he explained that the rest of it, eh, I don't understand the wedding. I don't understand, <laughs> I don't understand any, I don't, I don't know. Why did they have to get married? I mean, he no. could have easily just leaned over to her Dude, at any point and said, look I, in my eye. I mean, seriously, here's the deal of yes. And okay. And the best part, like, I mean, literally Rory at the end or what? No, Amy explained to Rory, like what's going on here? Well, we got married, had a kid and that's her. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, like that's Moffat going, don't just, yeah. <laughs> just take it. <laughs> just, I mean, just take it. It's 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 weird. It's crazy, and it all ended. It's supposed to make some kind of sense. I'm just trying to in my head, like like that that my incomplete understanding is also your incomplete understanding. Oh yeah, completely. I mean, I guess okay. I just you know my thought is is that they definitely look. He he. This whole series they created an amazing beginning that blew you away, and and mm-hmm. and here's where we get to what I said at the very beginning. When Lost was at its height, mm-hmm. here's where here's what happens is. When you play the lost game and in the, and in storytelling, when you create a series of what the hell is happening moments, mm-hmm. what you do is create improbable, impossible to answer questions. And usually what happens is in that story, when you then get all the answers, you're, you're wiped out. <laughs> and I know, and I really honestly think part of the problem here is, is that, oh, I got all the answers. Well, not really the answers I wanted, just like lost, right? Or you're, you you know, whoever, whatever you wanted, but these are the answers. And where do you go from here? You almost, you're almost burnt out. As a viewer, you're literally burnt out because your your adrenaline rush, every time you've watched the story unfold, which has been exciting and thrilling and amazing, where do you go from here? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, my, my thing is I, I didn't really like, the, by the time we got to the end of Lost, the their explanation of like, it was never about the mysteries. It's like, well, then why did you keep introducing more? Well, and and, and well, and also we're didn't supposed to care about them. Why did you keep giving them to us? Well, you know what? You know what? I after seeing this again and watching the whole season in a much more compacted thing, you know what I can't get over is what the test the the well, I want to say tesseract tesselecta tesselecta <laughs> the father of the tesseract. Uh-huh. Okay, that was one way you could have gotten out of that. I certainly am surprised he didn't just use a ganger. Oh right, we've already introduced the ganger. I mean, except that, except that we he had to, there had to be a body. Uh, I if guess he shot true. the ganger, it would have just liquefied. Ah, that's true. 
Yeah. See, well, then that was a red that was a red herring like throughout the throughout the series. You right. know, I oh, mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think I think that probably if you go to the fan the fan boards at the time, people were like, "Oh, that's how he did it." Well, what he and, well, and what he tried to do in this one is he's he's like, look, he's like, because you definitely get this in this episode. Hey, I know, I know, I haven't, I know, I haven't explained all this, and that's okay because oh, look over here, here's another new shiny ob- object called Trenzalore. Mm-hmm. Right. We're just moving on to the next big crazy character arc, and you know, I. I don't know. I mean, I mean, to me, it's always if you want everything explained, Doctor Who's not the show. <laughs> like you either you either hang on, you either enjoy the ride, you hang on for well, it. I don't know. I think with Doctor Who, it, it works if it's explained, even if the explanation is completely ridiculous, like everybody uh, uh, clapping because they believe in fairies at the end of the master. Uh, when like the the archangel network connects all their minds and everybody thinks doctor at the same time and that magically causes him to oh right like that kind of stuff it's like it is a ridiculous explanation but it's an explanation you can choose to go that's stupid that's ridiculous but it is an explanation it's when they don't have anything at all they just be like "Eh, well well that is always uh, that always bothers me this is why i'm not a david lynch fan okay so let me just like yeah stuff happens (laughs) what are you gonna do so here's so here's the deal this this brings to me my overall summary of the series and i actually really think this is funny because of because of where you know moffat writes from his -hmm. point of view some of his beliefs the entire part of this series is faith (laughs) (laughs) true it is And, and, and actually one of the funniest things i thought you were going i didn't know if you were going here when you were when you were summarizing this episode Uh but let me let me summarize this episode okay a crazy religious order that became (laughs) entirely too um, rigid and incumbent on itself uh-huh. is scared by a person who has shown up and is changing all the rules for what is going on. <laughs> and that person has a bunch of followers and they oh. have found a way to turn one of the followers to be the person who gives <laughs> that person up to oh, kill them. Wow. Yeah. I've heard this story before. It's called the new Testament. <laughs> yeah. I never really put that together. This year, I mean, hello, and yeah. oh, and guess what? That person that they kill, he he resurrects. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was a little guy inside of a big guy. I mean, dude, you're actually, I mean, as I say this all the time, like sometimes I think the people who talk, who talk against faith so much are actually those filled with the most faith. That's what's happening in this series. It's, it's crazy. Like, and that's why I love it. I, I love it because I think this, this continues to be a a theme that you keep seeing in Moffat's stories and his story arcs throughout series. Mm-hmm. But I this one this one it's literally you couldn't make it more obvious. Well, you, I guess you could make it more obvious, but like maybe it was just watching it all in a condensed time period where I just was like, wait, well, do you realize what you're saying? Well, I, I guess part of it is like it seems to be you know, every time. Okay, so we we as comic book fans know that whenever a new major writer takes over a comic book, then the status quo changes, and they're always going to be like, and, and the the stereotype is they're always going to try and write the comics that they read when they were twelve. They like they read like a bunch of Chris Claremont. Okay, so I'm gonna throw a bunch of characters in. There'll be soap opera elements. Like you know, it's like you can look at what they by how they're writing. You can look at what well, they just, as like this is the best Spider-Man. George, George, George Lucas and Flash Gordon. Exactly, Everybody yeah, has that. You right. can see. You can look back and then go like this. I want to do that. These kind of things. Like this is this is what good stuff is. And so 
when you're a steward of a character, you always want they they always end up having to do like this is what I think a character is. So here's Moffat going, all right, the Doctor can't be Superman. He can't swoop in, and everybody's like, oh, at last, the Doctor's here. Like he had, like the Doctor works better when he's like a regular guy who comes into town. Nobody knows quite what his deal is, as opposed to. Thinking. And so I'm going to make it so he's dead. And so when he shows up in place, they're not going to know who he is because that guy is supposed to be dead. So he's killing off Super Doctor and bringing back Doctor Who. Like that's the, his well, whole the last, thing. Like, last line, right? right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So I, 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 and of course I have that audio because that's that necessary. But that's what he's trying to bring back. But it, it's and I, and I get that. Like, okay, so that, that's what you want to do. But you're the guy that made him that big. Like, right, <laughs> like right, all the exactly. stuff you did was people trembling in fear and running from his name. Is like you put all that on him. Yep. <laughs> like so, it seems like it's like weird that you're like I'm gonna fix that problem that I created. Yeah. You could just write it that people don't know who he is. I don't know why he had to sort of like you know bend the universe around and 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 freeze time and and start it again in order to get it so people go Doctor Who. Oh, oh, what those of us with great egos will are willing to do. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, like, that's what it is. I mean, it's like, look, I and, and I and I appreciate that. I think I I think it's interesting. It's certainly yeah. it's certainly he he certainly moved the needle in yes. terms of this lore of the show and the and the canon to a I think to a really cool way. Yeah. I mean, and, I and, and, as I say, and I, I will never fault someone for too many ideas. Yes, correct. You know, we've seen so many science fiction shows where they just have like one idea. And then they just try and do a thousand variations on that. Like, you know, I guess like you were talking about with with like the plan, like, OK, he has a plan. Like, obviously, the only plan too. And like X-Files didn't have a plan. They were just oh, right. winging it. And like they keep trying to go back and be like, uh, now this guy. And now, this, you know, you can tell they were just spinning wheels, oh. just trying to keep the, the motor running. Oh, interesting. OK, wait, interesting. So I have a final question for you about this series. Yeah. In the God Complex. Mm hmm. There is a scene where the doctor comes to room 11. Mm. He opens the door, seeing what is purportedly his greatest fear, and it's never shown. Mm. And he says something like, oh, it would have been it. it, Of course, it would be you. And closes the door and walks away. Who's in the room? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my my doctor who-ness says it's the Valiard. His greatest fear is that he turns evil, that he becomes the master. So maybe oh. it's the master. So like that would be what I think is that all his good works are undone because he's he goes too far. Because we've seen over these last right. six series him stopping himself, right? You know, which is something that we hadn't we didn't really see a lot of in the in the previous doctors, right? That he's he's like you know the, uh, the under the under the uh, under the Thames uh, with uh, Ragnos, right? Uh, you know, like this is what it's like when you're when you're around someone like uh, I could have done so much. I mean, all the these things, and then here with uh, uh, in this series too, like uh, the you've never risen higher, like that kind of stuff. Right. Like we've seen that, so. I think his greatest fear would be that, which is basically is that that he turns dark. Okay, so interesting. When when, when I watched it this time, it's the War Doctor. Oh, okay. Which 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 wraps I would, up. I think actually goes along with the same idea. Wait, no, totally right. Um, which I mean, it's I mean again, Moffat. Re- I mean, he more than not, he is he's way far ahead than what he's showing. Oh, and, and for and for those of you who aren't like <laughs> a long time Doctor Who like nerds like we are, okay, the Valyard. So in oh, yeah. um in during Colin Baker's time, uh, there was an episode called Trial of the Time Lord. I'm not going to summarize the whole thing, but basically, I'm just going to give you a bullet point. He was being put on trial for a crime that uh, one of his future 
uh, incarnations did, and that then that and and what what you find over the course of the episode is that one of his future regenerations was evil, had turned evil, and had done awful, awful, terrible things, and they that was known as the Valyard. And so the Valyard is one of those things where it's like it's like a far off. And when they wrote it, they were just like, eh, sure, why not? It's like you know, ten regenerations away or whatever. But it it, it became a, a, a recurring thing, and actually, it that name has shown up, and it will show up again here. I think in the next series, I think actually in Trenzalore they talk about the Valyard briefly. It just it gets mentioned. Oh, actually, no, it's in a list of names. That's what happens. They do a list of names, like oh, you have all these names. You're the oncoming storm. You're the Valyard, and then, then they drop the name of Valyard. So it's it's still out there. So and I think that idea comes along with the War Doctor as well, because that thing, even though we what we well we we know now, <laughs> right? That the War Doctor is not what it is, but that's what he thought it was. That was the the Doctor's darkest time. So yeah, I think you're I think you're probably right. Well, because because connected to that, we didn't mention this in Let's Kill Hitler when he's dying. And they ask, why will he not, they ask the the database, won't he just regenerate? And it says the regenerations are disabled. Yeah. He already knows this is the last, he's on his last life. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's pretty amazing. Like. Yeah. I was was looking at that up too, because this is when, this is when they first mentioned it. Because when, at the start of the series, when he is shot, he starts to regenerate. But that wouldn't have been the case because they do it. So it's like, they figured that out somewhere in the course. They did the math. Or maybe they were talking about the 50th area at that point, and they did the math and realized that, oh, wait, he actually wouldn't have another regeneration now because this would be his last one. It, that comes back to one episode where they said that he, he regenerated 12 times. And they, they said even though it was never mentioned again, it has like sunk into the public consciousness so much that, that Moffat said he couldn't change it because that's what people believe. Right. So he had to find another way to sort of go Well, so even it. more the idea that then on the lake when he gets shot, it's yeah. actually an effect. Yes, it is literally a special effect. They are they are doing it. The the people inside the the robot are yeah. yeah that's crazy. So maybe that goes along with uh, he had that that plan all along, and River just messed things up by not believing that he would <laughs> have a plan. I don't know. Oh, Still confused. I'm ex- I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, but we so yeah we we covered <laughs> pretty much that's it. Everybody, yes. Do. It's probably long, our longest episode too, just because there's so much going on in these ones. Yeah, we've. Uh, I, I I think every stone pretty much has been turned at this. Watch point. it anymore. If you can get it on iTunes, get the yes. DVDs on discount, whatever. Yep. yep. Whatever Watch you can. it. Yeah, it's a, yeah exactly. Find that. it's a great series. It's a great series of episodes. Some like some of the amazing stuff. Some of uh, it's definitely some of Karen Gillan's best moments, but also some uh, some great Matt Smith stuff and River Song, like the right. lot lots of nice River Song stuff. In Even here. Arthur Darvill, right? Yeah, into. of course, of course. He always ends up being, you know, even though he's third in the billing, he ends up being fifth in the conversation. No, he's good. But and you know, and this is not the last time we'll see Neil Gaiman writing an episode either. So that'll be back too. So. All right, so that's our conversation about uh, Series 6. Well uh, I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be, uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks to talk about uh, Series 7 and uh, the a, a companion swap. We're going to have some, uh, some, a couple people leaving and, uh, and a certain someone arriving yes. multiple times before she actually shows up. So that should be interesting. Uh, so as always, uh, thank you, Rob, for uh, coming along this journey with me. Very welcome. Uh, thank you for the alternate titles. I always enjoy them. <laughs> These were good. Uh, thank you to Engineer Alice for making things sound uh, fantastic. Uh, all the professionalism comes from her. All the mistakes are my own. Uh, we'll be back. And as we uh, as we go out, uh, I will have uh, I'm play a little of the music. So the thing is, they 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 read the Doctor Who theme, which like as we talked about, is a is a welcome change. It's nice. But then there's a particular piece of music they wrote 
called I Am the Doctor, specifically for the 11th Doctor that plays again and again through the series that always uh, ends up elevating scenes making the same. So that's what we're going to play as we go out. So we will see you uh, later. You've been listening to a Legible Scrawl audio production. Find out more about us at our website, legiblescrawl.com. You follow us on Twitter at Legible Scrawl or find us on Facebook. The music you're listening to is Zazzy by Kevin McLeod. You can find out more about him at incompetech.com. And as always, you're welcome. You're welcome.